where nobody gets my references. Hello and welcome to the Nen Show podcast. I am your host, Crafts Dwarf, here yet again with my co-host, MathWiz. Say hello, MathWiz. Hello, MathWiz. She did it! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Only took us like, what, 53, 54 episodes? Anyway, um... Yeah, we're reading fairy tale. Um, you've already let me know about your 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 feelings. Do you, do you want to know what the the sad part of that is? Go this on. is like my second favorite arc in the series. <laughs> That's a bit okay. Because for context, uh, <laughs> you gotta draw on a line in the sand. Like okay, because Math was was like she was she was I guess finishing up the Dragon Festival, and she was like. I, 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 no, and, uh, well, like, especially the one thing, because I was like, well, I have good things to say, and you you were like, well, may- maybe if you say those good things, I might, like, just leave, and so I thought about the, uh, the Game Grunts clip, clip I linked, where Aaron, ha- he's, like, like, a glitch happens, and he's like, no, I'm fucking done, and, like, he just, like, lo- loses shit and walks out, and John's like, Aaron, don't leave, and that, like, from what Mathras was described to me, I thought about that, because, like, basically it sounds like this arc broke you finally finally this was the one that just snapped you when it came to fairy tale <laughs> or at least that's what it sounded like on discord um how accurate is that or like even though it's done your second favorite arc like what the fuck <laughs> that's why i laughed so hard yeah it, it ah. <laughs> like they're they're it's a tournament arc so it's like inherently interesting uh, but at the same time, it... It's the I, Dragon I, Festival, so it's fucking garbage. <laughs> I, I don't understand. I don't understand what this arc is trying to be. <laughs> no, like... No, I, I got you, like, because everything is fine, but because they're thinking about it, like, the Dragon Festival is like, like, uh, Natsu had some lines during the final battle that's, you know, just like he did with Jalal on Tower of Heaven, where it's like, oh, look, there's Natsu understanding the theme, but it's like... The, the themes that come about in the Dragon Festival are just, like, kind of out of left field to what the whole tournament stuff was building up to. So it's like... Uh, what? <laughs> but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> oh, God. I just, I just can't... Because, like, this is what I've been waiting for. For you to understand my pain. I am pain and you are Naruto. And you are understanding my pain now. With Fairy no! Tale And why I did the seven-part fucking series, like, tirade on it. Where it's like... <laughs> <laughs> I did I did skip around in the tirade so I've seen a portion of it now. I yeah, tried to okay. like avoid spoilers of and course. so I w- some of the the ranting was very cathartic. I understand why you made the series cuz <laughs> yeah, going through it Yes. <laughs> and that's why I think it connected to people because there's a lot of frustrating things about Fairy Tale. Like rereading it like I already know the bad and now I'm like rediscovering some of the there is good there. It's just uh clouded. Um <laughs> <sighs> Anyway, uh, comments. I honestly don't have any. I read through, and there was just nothing that I felt really like I wanted to respond to. But you had a couple, so it's opposite day. You did the reading first. You got comments. Uh, you're, Entirely you're... because I forgot what day the podcast would be, so I did it early. <laughs> you got kind of invested, which uh, all, like also doesn't happen. Well, I was invested too, but still. <laughs> For both negative and positive reasons. But anyway, uh, comments. Uh, there was one from Nadim Ahmed, uh, uh, which was in response to like the oh Makarov should die to pay, 
I, I'm pretty sure, I thought I had mentioned in the last podcast that, like, you know, the mentor character doesn't have to die to pass the torch, but yeah, I'm just like, clarifying that, like, you know, just because a lot of other mentor characters do die, or you can have it like Dragon Ball, where the mentor character dies and then just gets brought back to life, because that's how <laughs> Dragon Ball works. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, like, I mean, like, again, it, like it's Ma- fine. Makarov doesn't need to die, it's just really weird, because he has so many, like, Makarov specifically has so many fake deaths, and, like, we're not done. We're not done, Mathos. We're not done with fairy tale. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. It, it plus, like, the way that uh, Makarov has been kind of sidelined as, like, oh, he'll have an important battle at some point, but that hasn't. Yeah, happened like it, it's kind of sad because it's like he's supposed to be like one of the ten strongest. Like, you know, he's one of the the wizard saints. You know, he's supposed to be a big deal, but like he. So yeah, he came in on Phantom Lord and used Fairy Law. And then he got his ass beat by Hades, so it's like he he hasn't he's he's the wharf if you know if you're familiar with that TV trope. Um, I don't know what uh, like where he's just like he's there to like be strong, but also get beaten up a lot to show how strong everyone else is. So very sad. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Makarov's just weird. Yeah, because like like I said, like Mashima will hold him out of arcs to seemingly save him for something <laughs> oh no i had a heart attack oh no because of my grandson being a little bitch um, <laughs> yeah no and then um uh, you had another comment you said uh yes the artist formerly known as sasuke shoto fan asked ah. how does the grand magic games compare to other tournament arcs uh hmm. i mean it... see mm. i mentioned before like i don't really like tournament arcs because like like at least i don't have a heresy right i like shonen but it's not like like um i don't know maybe it's also like past tournament arcs i've read but a while ago where i just didn't care for like because everyone likes oh yeah you you have to show the dark tournament arc it's it's like the best tournament arc and so maybe like when I went into Dark Yu Yu Hakusho in general, and you know, I, as I discussed, I didn't care for it like when I read it a few years ago. Like the Dark Tournament was probably part of that, and so maybe maybe that gave me the idea that I don't like tournament arcs. Um, but like, because looking back to Naruto, it's like it's just, it, those tournament arcs were just a bunch of fights. The, the tournament specifically, like the tuning exams, I like it when it's not just fights. And so like with this fairy tale stuff, I do like the fact that it's not just fights, you know, and that's part of the fun of the this arc. So, but then, that's... you know, you bring up the tuning exams. This arc does go all tuning exams in a way <laughs> because it's like the tournament just morphs into a, a world. Yeah. And well, even then, the tuning exams wasn't that high scale, but like, you know, like a world ending threat. Yeah. And, and it's also it, like, again, I've, I, I'd express this issue with the tirade, but it's, you know, it is kind of tiring because it's just like what happened last time. We had a kind of tournament thing that turned into a fucking big deal. <laughs> like, and so it's like, I don't know, especially with this case, I just feel like this would have been stronger as a tournament arc, but I mean, obviously that would change the story a lot, so it's probably not really feasible, but it's just, going by personal preference, you know, I would have preferred, I feel like, like, if you cut away the plot, you could just, like, have it work as just the tournament, you know, like, the ending with Sting and stuff, like, it's it's actually, like, a meaningful, like, conflict, it could have ended there. Yeah, all the, there were, like, the the villain teams, like, there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of intrigue surrounding the tournament, and then there... I mean, all the stuff that just happens in the background and, like, the the villain seems to change throughout the arc, and I don't... (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Because, like, Mashima even said, like, he... You know, as he was writing it, he changed plans, and oh, some of the some of the, you know my buildup doesn't quite match with the plans I had. Like there was one time where the princess just said, "Oh, the, like I was wrong about this," or I like 
when she was being questioned on something because Mashima probably changed the plans. So it's like, yeah, like we've talked about that aspect of his writing before, and you know, it, it, it's really noticeable here. I think possibly more so than in other arcs. Like Arashian Stace was another awkward one. Though I guess to, like, compare these arcs, it's like, yeah, I have issues with, like, personal stuff with the later stuff of this arc, but, like, Horatian Say still has, like, the weakest collection of villains Majma has done, I will say. Like, they're just, they're just so weak. (laughs) And one of them shows up again here, and I'm like, I don't care, go away. (laughs) Oh, God. It's, Um, it's nothing. It's fucking nothing. (laughs) But we'll, we'll get to that. We're, we're skipping way ahead. But we should we should reel it back. Um, uh, I guess to answer the question, oh yes, it, it's it's interesting until it's not. <laughs> yeah, because like, with the tuning exams, the the broadening of the world makes sense. Like both, like because it's it, it, like I do think it works. Like because um, the tournament was nearly done anyway, which is also I mean, fairy tale it actually does finish, but like the way the world broadens up is like it was already you know expanding things with just the introduction of all the other the you know villages and then. You know, I, I think I thought it was fine. So, and this, you know, but this is like, this is way later in the story, so it doesn't really broaden up that much. It, except it broadens up the time travel shit, which like, no, it does not matter after this, really, <laughs> because the Eclipse door was destroyed. I mean, it, parts come up, but it's like, eh. um, it, like obviously it's gonna get mentioned again. But uh, <sighs> anyway, um, so to act, or I think we were done, right? Yeah, that was it. Yeah. So to actually get to the reading. Uh, we get a, we we get a, a little tease of Sting and Rogue talking. Um, before we go to the Magic Council, which, like, see, this is where the like, cause we like, I, like I mentioned it way in the first episode. We had this whole conflict of uh, freedom and authority kind of being built up with the Magic Council over Fairy Tale, but like with Doranbolt, he like, cause he kind of. Like, he, he's been using his memory magic. Like, at the whole end of the arc, like, you have fairy tale, you know, and all this dragon shit, and he just, like, erases everything that's, you know, to that. So it's, like, they have an in with the council now, so the council is, like, even if they were a meaningful bef- authority before, they sure as hell kind of aren't now. So it's, like, th- it's basically done. Like, that whole conflict is, is over, in case you were wondering. So, like, this is about the, the last rel Like, no, there's a little bit of relevance later, but it's not really against fairy tale anymore. So... Even though, fairy tale like, ah, fairy tale. Oh boy. <laughs> but yeah, they talk a bit about how like things have been quiet for seven years, and now fairy tale's back. Um. They talk about the. Oh, oh, that's right. There is a bit of a a major plot stuff with uh, Makarov. He tries to get Guild Arts to be the Guildmaster, but he. Like, he's, like, Guildmaster for three seconds, and he just gives it back to Makarov. So Makarov's the third and the fifth Guildmaster. <laughs> okay, whatever. Um, or the sixth. I don't even know. And it's just a lot of setup. Oh, yeah, that's right. The fucking... Okay. <laughs> We're gonna talk about power levels right now, because I don't want to talk about power levels. Because it's, like... <laughs> they're reintroducing, like, like fairy tales fighting with, like, Max, who was just one of the MOOC fairy tale members before, and he's, like... Give it being given pause, and I'm just like, so like fairy tale is supposed to be the weakest guild, and but they have members who are on part of what Natsu was like before Tenro Island, and then, <laughs> but now the fairy tale members are way stronger, and then like I'm just like trying trying to think of like all the characters who fight against each other and shit. And it's like just don't even bother trying to think about the power levels because we just know they're not gonna make sense. 
when you sit down and just look at it because it's just there's just too much like oh man so i'm just gonna ignore it yeah, I, when, when, when i got to that scene i'm just like who who is this guy like i'm sure he was a background character but who exactly like i only know like max he has sand powers because i read I, I read all those uh because he do in my which i do kind of like i like how he uses the cover page to show off all these characters and like yeah he'd show off the background fairy tale characters who he kept drawing but like only in the background like and then once or twice like warren became relevant because like during the 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 laxus stuff because his tele- telepathy helped like alert you know they they communicated so that they could bring down the thunder palace and, and you know and so like but that was you know warren had always had that magic because he explained it during, well, you know, fucking chapters ago on the on the cover page. So, yeah, that's kind of neat. Whereas I'm here like, oh, I don't need to read these little info dump chapter <laughs> covers because if they're important, I'll see them in the story. Yeah, and you did. It's, it's but, not uh, the yeah. same as like when Oda does his chapter cover arcs where it's like mostly illustrations. There's not really any dialogues so, like you. You see the characterization through the art, whereas here it's just like, Here's a info dump. Go ahead and read that because I, I'm not gonna give them characterization in the actual store. I mean, it's weird because like the chapter covers are part of the the medium, so like yeah, but it's not the same. Like you can't just explain characterization to me and be like, ah, yes, I am attached to this character. <laughs> I don't know. Right, right. Like yeah, there. No one's gonna be like, oh yeah, Max is my favorite character or Vegeta. Who like, who's Vegeta? <laughs> exactly. No one knows who Vegeta is except me because I read all. No, I, no. I liked one of your jokes in the tirade where you're like <laughs> something about this character's team. Well, that's actually not that character. This yeah, is that no, character. Yeah, that's right. Like I, I use the fact that like no one knows these fucking characters. So I was like, this character's that, and this character's that. But no, I was lying to you. Yeah. Um, I need to rewatch the tirade. I'm probably gonna cringe a lot because there's a lot of dumb bullshit there of me just not getting it or like. Bad translation, I've mentioned that before, mm-hmm. but um, I don't know, I'm sure there's legitimate points somewhere in there, even if they're not explained very well. Um, I remember you ranting about the, like the, the end of the Edelus arc, and I'm like, Craftsdorf, uh, that was explained. <laughs> uh, yeah, that in the first one, right, with the Luffy, Natsu, yeah, that one hurts me to this day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, moving on, there's a little bit with... Uh, Porilus, fuck, I, I, I'm not saying her name. The, the healer lady. Porilusca? Yes, who's, por, thank you, Porilusca. Um, that was, how, how are you good, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, where it turns out she is uh, Edelis Grandini. See, I wonder if, like, another, as far as, like, changed plans go, maybe she was originally just supposed to be Grandini, but Mashima, you know, changed something, or, because she's always hated humans, but it's like, you are human. Well, why can't I hate humans anyway? So I wonder, I don't know, maybe, um... Just, She's a, a misanthrope. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, she gives. Uh, I think Wendy that's some, the term. I don't know. Some spells that help her later. Um, you know, that's you're correct. That is the correct term. Um, but yeah, it was just one of those reveals where I'm just I, I'm not gonna think about it. Yeah, it's yeah, fine. Exactly. <laughs> I assume. But anyway, um, they're gonna enter the Grand Magic Games. Um, they gotta do some training first. Okay, here's okay. See, I th- I feel like. I definitely dropped, I think I dropped it the, for the second time, because I talked about how I dropped it before with Con- when Kana got fairy, fairy Glitter, and I was like, this is going to resolve everything, and it's not going to be interesting. And it, so it's, I dropped it even though that's not what happened. Um, how many times collectively have you dropped it? Like, how many more <laughs> should I anticipate? I think four times total. Um, so there's still two, two more. We're halfway through the drops. Two of them are in the stretch. 
within like several because yeah one of them uh, was you know well because one of them was when they because uh, yeah well, they returned from the time skip and I was think I, I got so hyped like oh they've been away for seven years now we can see how they look seven years older they've probably been training all that time no no <laughs> they just came back normal and so so that frustrated me but i think i dropped it but picked it up literally the next week like so it wasn't really a drop it was emotionally a drop but it wasn't like actually a drop and then the next time i'm pretty sure was with this fucking um this training because it's like they they're like oh yeah we're gonna work hard and stuff and like lucy actually kind of has a moment with capricorn and then they go to the celestial spirit world (laughs) Like, if you watched part two of the tirade, like, I did the math and, and explained how, like, stupid... One, one minute twist. equals an hour and a half in the sphere of fucking what? <laughs> yeah, it's so, like, you know, I'm just overthinking something. A, a joke, basically. But it, because it is, like, like it is dumb. It like, is being a weird, though, because, hell. like... <laughs> You know, they have, like, the contracts, like, oh, once per week or whatever, but it's, like... But their if sense it's... of time works differently, so... It's yeah. not. It's not that. Yeah, that makes it even more difficult because it's like, okay, you can only summon me on Mondays, but well, like, what's a Monday in the spirit world versus? Right, or, it's actually like an celestial... hour from now, or <laughs> like, so it's. <laughs> right, right. So, like, and yeah, obviously the joke is like he he doesn't want to have a hyperbolic time chamber, so he does it makes it reverse. So, because I do like the you know like rereading it, like the the stupid faces they make are funny. And I like in the anime they even include like I think I used it in the video like a really close zoom in of Wendy falling to her knees, um, like in the and I don't know I just like there you know there's aspects to it I I think are fine you know it is just really dumb if you think about it which uh, is a lot which about clearly Mashima didn't he yeah, just he exactly. wanted the joke here and so, right. and so I mean he, at this like, point contracts don't really matter yeah, anyway yes. like he like yeah he character- stabbed part of his setting and left it in the dirt. Uh, for a joke, so it's like, oh, okay, I guess. <laughs> Sorry, you were talking, and I interrupted. Well, no, I was saying that, like, contracts don't even really matter at this point anyway. They've become obsolete, so Mashima's just true. hammering that home. Yep. Because, so, like, the, um, the, the, fi- the spirits, like, they just show up whenever they're needed anyway. Or, see, yeah, I don't know if I dropped it at this point. I think I actually t- technically dropped it a little bit after that because uh, Ultir and Jalal come in and it's like, hey, you want to free- you missed out on that power-up. Do you want one anyway? <laughs> and I'm just like... Because <laughs> it's like, they're gonna, we're going to work hard, but they, they don't work hard. They just kind of get handed the power-up, and I remember being really frustrated about it. But it was also, I dropped it, and then I picked it up next week because I was kind of interested, interested in the tournament stuff. So at that point, I just kind of gave up, and I was like... I'm trapped here forever. I'm I'm never going to be able to stop reading fairy tale. <sighs> like as frustrated as I am, I keep coming back. And uh, so my last drop doesn't happen. Into, it won't happen until like way later because I just just like I finally just like I don't care. And then I finally I did come back to it for the tirades. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's so I was very frustrated around this time of the story reading it weekly. <laughs> Man, if I had to read this weekly, I would have been done ages ago. Yeah, you probably wouldn't have even finished the first stretch of chapters. Um, not that you haven't found bits to enjoy, but the bits. Emphasis on the, on the bits part, yeah. Um, trying to think if I had anything else to say about this little training, quote-unquote training stretch. Um, okay, yeah, so there's like one bit, I think... Lucy is talking in the bath about the one magic and how, like, her mom was talking about how it might be love. And I'm like, okay, uh, that doesn't really add much to me, but maybe it'll come up later. So, um, 
Oh, and then I also kind of like like the idea of crime sorcery or sorcery. I don't know how you pronounce it exactly because um, I'm bad with words, as we have well established. <laughs> so, like, I do kind of like because, like, yeah, there are like we. I think we've it may mentioned it last time, but like guilds aren't allowed to fight each other. Like guilds aren't even allowed to fight dark guilds, which is weird to me because, but I guess that's kind of the point is that like the council is trying to put their authority on people on guilds. So it's like, Oh no, you can't even go fight dark guilds. Like the, 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 the alliance, uh, in Oration Sace wasn't allowed to happen. So crime sorcery, like as an independent guild, they're able to like do good by fighting the dark guilds, but outside the authority of the council. So it's like, it's kind of a part of that conflict, even though the conflict has basically been dropped by that point. But I, I so I do like the, the idea is kind of neat. Um, and then, um, the second magic container, I've always, like, I remember feeling like, like, it was a perfect explanation for all the, the Aspol power-ups, so to speak, where it's like, oh, the characters have strength from nowhere, well, they have a second magic container inside of them, so, oh, I guess unlocking that means they can't do that anymore, but I guess they kind of still do, so it's like, but it's, like, emotional, so, I don't know, that's just an old thought I had, um, and also, I guess there's a little detail where Urza kind of just completely shrugs off the like awakening of the the second origin um which kind of implies that she's already unlocked it maybe um though later on she's the only one who actually like like during the uh the minerva fight she there's a part where she literally just says second origin unlock and she's the only character who so far who's done that so it's like i don't know maybe that's supposed to be because she has more control over it or something i don't know um, yeah, now that you mention that, she is the only character who did that. So it's like, right. or at least like vocally, like it's not to say the other characters have or haven't, but you know, how do we tell? Um, yeah, so, so like maybe they just haven't used it yet, which would be weird since that was the <laughs> that was supposed to be like their power up that brought them up to speed. <laughs> no, like I said, it's like at this point, it's like. The power levels are just like Mashma, like he wrote about, like he, he just like, yep, power level, and he just like, fucking like chucks out the window. <laughs> it's like, yeah, because otherwise it's it. like, how do we know that Urza's using her second origin? Let's just have her say it, like just. Right, right. See, it's like, I think I talked about this on the One Piece thing, where it's like the issue with hockey is that like, or that the reason he he gave armament hockey in particular this distinct visualization is so he doesn't have to explain it literally every time. Like, oh, the character's arm is black, therefore that arm is imbued with hockey. Like, it's hockey, good go. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right, right. There's no need for character to characters to say hockey go every time they punch something, which is just be like like, like Luffy does his Gotland. It's like hockey go, hockey go, hockey. No, that would be stupid. <laughs> right, right. So. Um, there's, yeah, that's always an issue with those sort of, like, kind of abstract powers, like magic, where it's, like, how do you, you know, you know it needs to be visually, like, for just ease of just fl flow and storytelling, so, like, um, <laughs> I guess it's a very, very minor spoiler, but there's a, because, uh, the new One Piece movie just came out, Stampede, and apparently there's a part where Smoker explains what Sea Stone is, because, like, there is no visual tell for what Sea Stone is, it has that issue, so every time it has to be used... We have it has to be explained for the people who don't know it because you know it's One Piece. It's been going for twenty years. Not everyone who's just like, oh, I'm gonna see the One Piece movie. I you know is gonna be like, oh yeah. And then when they do everything. the they do the Shonen filler movies where it's like, oh, we have to treat this as if no one has ever seen the show exactly, while also right. incorporating every <laughs> character and making it a not very consumable film. 
dude yeah no and and stampede in particular is has like more one piece characters than any like one piece of media except for one piece itself like it has so many ca- it cameos like fucking obscure alabasta filler like someone who was saying like yeah there's a guy who literally just shows up to sell nami maps in one filler episode of Alaba- alabasta or map paper and he shows up in the movie and it's like <laughs> so yeah so that so so yeah as far as like introducing new people to something like god damn yeah it's like we need <laughs> new people to it's like we're trying to cater to new fans who don't know these characters but then also just throw in characters who it's like hey you recognize <laughs> that character don't you it's like, no right right <laughs> so anyway we are way off topic um uh there's also the the kiss scene between urza and jalal which uh, <laughs> oh yeah, there you 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 really enjoyed how the relationship turned out. This uh, especially with the later the later moments. The later that... moment just felt out of character. This didn't feel out of this, character. Yeah, no, he... I, I don't know. You put it pretty well in the tirade that like Jalal doesn't have much of a character. Like <laughs> most of his like crimes he's, he's... were on behalf of someone else, like controlling him. But he still feels bad about it. But like, yeah, what which, what, what what can yeah. he do to? I, I don't know. And yeah, he is like he's taking like see with Altair it makes sense considering especially going where where you know where she went. Um, but yeah, like Jalal, it it was kind of yeah because like in in, in this arc you have characters being like oh I'm gonna kill Jalal because they he, his actions had effects on my life. Um, but then Altair is just like no, it was me. I am responsible, and it's like. Okay, so yeah. so less. anything that could so, like be a potential yeah. character growth moment for Jalal, it's just like nah, it wasn't your fault, dude. Uh, don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, it's kind. Of, I don't think I don't think that ever happens, but because because that's the thing, like he doesn't want to be in a relationship with Urza because like he he's the sad boy who did bad things, and it would be that that's my <laughs> that's the punishment. It is forbidden right, for right. us to fall in love with those that travel the path of light. Yes, exactly. Um... <laughs> and of course you get the moment where Happy draws the broken heart. <laughs> Top five funniest moments in fairy tale. <laughs> I, don't I, I don't know. See, it's like I, I legitimately enjoy some of the humor now, so I don't know how it ranked, but it's like, I just look at that smug ass little bitch. <laughs> this is this is probably the best happy moment at the very least. <laughs> He's just being an asshole for no reason. Uh, Godspeed, little jester. Anyway. Um, <laughs> So anyway, the the group heads to the the capital, getting ready for for the the grand magic games. Um, oh, there there's one. It's a small little detail. It might have, it's probably not even purposeful, but it's like uh, they Urza hears the thing about how they have to be in their reserved inns by midnight, and she goes to like investigate. And there's one like there's two panels where one she's just like chilling in the bath, and the next one she's like looking under the bed with an intense look on her face. And the part that gets me about the panel is that the grain on the wood it makes it look like speed lines. So it's just like oh yeah, chilling in the bath, <laughs> and suddenly boom, intense like looking under the bed. And it's just like because of that the sort of speed line looking effect, and <laughs> it just made me laugh. Yeah, um, I remember there being some like goofy, funny expressions in that. Yeah. Yes. just like the hmm yes uh, yeah, this, uh, yeah he's i guess like as i feel like this one with the like you posted one of lucy too from later with the the black eye the the where he has the simplified black eyes like that one i don't remember as common before like where they're simplified in that exact way so to speak so um it's funny you mention so- that because i have at least like three of those screen caps <laughs> where it's just the just the black eyes it's cute. <laughs> See, yeah, Mashima does have good like meme expressions. So like, I'll, I'll 
I have screen caps here. I'll I'll be replying on like Twitter or Discord messages <laughs> with just these little fairy tale reactions. People be be like, "You don't like fairy tale though," and I'll be, Shh. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, all right. So, um, oh, so yeah. There's a first meeting between um, Sabretooth and Fairy Tale. Um, like we find out that still Sting and Rogue killed. Uh, their dragons to become true dragon slayers. Um, lore. Look, look at the lore. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I do feel like, like even rereading it, I feel like Mashima did a really good job at making Sabretooth and uh, Raventail fucking hateable. Like, um, I'm just like, there's moments where I'm just like frustrated on behalf of Fairy Tail because these guys are fucking assholes. So. I feel like there's a degree to which Raventail is like comically evil. Like there's the battle oh, with the sock, yes. <sighs> and yes. it's like which actually has an interesting payoff later after that. But I'll go. We'll get to that. Yeah. No. That we'll see. It's like that was like definitely like like it's it's interesting because it's like I compare. Let's compare that moment to like Minerva. Minerva did something that was comically evil. Um, was it when she stabbed Kagura, or was there another moment I'm forgetting? Um, but, well, it's like, there, there was a moment, a cog, there was a Minerva moment that I thought was funny, that I remember, and I also remembered, uh, Kurosuchi back in Bleach, when he was, like, carrying around the picture of Ishida's grandfather, like, oh, man, look at that Quincy I tortured, good times, like, <laughs> <laughs> but the, the sock thing, I don't remember if I found it funny, but at least it was, de- it definitely was more self-aware about trying to be funny, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, I- goofy, you know? Yeah, I do think so, because, like, that particular member in particular w- didn't really do anything else. That <laughs> no, was his that was, like, his moment. defining character moment was destroying a sock. Um, yeah, no, I, I gotcha, but, um, so anyway, uh, they all, everyone goes back to the hotel room to chat, um, Wendy's not there, because she got attacked by Raventail, and, uh, but Elfman's there, so they are able to participate anyway, um, and they go through the the preliminary phase. Uh, any thoughts on the technical actual start of the tournament? Or I don't a... really remember the maze. Yeah. They just blew through it. Exactly. Well, there is a couple like small like like Lucy makes like like she summons a spirit for the compass and then oh yeah, and so... it's just Erza's like no, I got it. Like stop bullying her. She's trying her best. There's just that panel of them just like slumped <laughs> over in the corner, just. <laughs> She's trying so hard. Stop it. Um, but yeah, that was uh, about the only notable moment. Because um, Lucy's a good girl. She's just trying. Um, it, it is funny going through this now because like in the tirade, you're like, oh, Lucy doesn't have a character. She's just ah! there. No. Ah, it hurts. <laughs> I deserve it. But it also hurts. Um, but anyway, uh, Wendy's temporarily out of the games and fairy tale. Uh, comes out as you know they they they're the eighth place um, and they're getting booed because um, they're they're losers. Um, I don't know. It's inter- I, I guess like it's inter- it is kind of interesting because like they've technically always been like one of the top guilds in the, in the uh, country. So they're like only underdogs after the time skip. You know where that they're you know and like they're stronger now than ever before, but they're being viewed as the underdogs. So huh? I just thought it was kind of weird. Uh, or different, unusual, so to speak. Um, but yeah, we get introduced to the other teams as well. Um, most of them being guilds, we've already, like, I think, like, Mashima is basically just kind of reusing the guilds from, um, 
or because like back when uh in lullaby like who whose guild masters do we see we see quattro cerebrus and blue pegasus you know and now we're seeing um they're they're both back there's a new guild uh mermaid heel lamius gale which has been recurring um raven tail of course uh because they're <sighs> important <laughs> oh god um how did you feel about either Raventail or uh, Fairy Tail Team B uh, showing up? Um, if you had any feelings in particular, I didn't really. It was just kind of like, oh, okay, they entered two teams. That seems fine, I, I guess. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, don't. Like, the lineup is cool because it's like they're tech- like B- Team B is technically the strongest one, um, but so. Well, yeah, because, like, like, the A team comes in eighth, but the B team comes in, like, second. (laughs) Right, right. right. Like, it's got Laxus and Jalal, who both are, like, you know, like, like, Laxus defeats Jura, and and Jalal nearly, like, he's able to stand toe-to-toe with him, so it's, like, they're two of the strongest mages on the country. We're just just doing more of this uh, Sea-exception, because, like, now it's Jalal (laughs) impersonating Mystagon, when Mystagon was the Edelus Jalal. Right, so he's he's playing himself. (laughs) And that actually, like... Yeah, that gets referenced later, of course, when he gets unmasked. It's like, oh my god, it's Jalal. But no, he's actually Edelus Jalal. Isn't that right? He's like, yes. Um, so, yep. Um, then, of course, Sabretooth. Um, so, anyway, then we get the, the first game, um, which is the with the Grey and Rufus and the... Uh, What's-his-face... Uh, see, that's where I go back to the, like, oh yeah, like, actually me getting mad was the, the one Raventail guy who kept picking on Grey. I was, like, I, like I said, I got, like, mad <laughs> again, rereading this, because he just keeps fucking doing it. I'm just like, you fucking bitch. <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, did you have any thoughts on the game? Uh, I mean, like, the, the power where the guy could just, like, snipe everybody in, like, one shot. Uh, I don't know, it definitely, like... Sets up Sabretooth. It's like, oh, they're, they're, they're OP. They're the number one. And he's such a smug asshole about it, too. It's like, like, I, I just, like I said, I wanted Sabretooth to lose, especially re- even reading it weekly, I just wanted Sabretooth to lose so bad um, because they're just a bunch of assholes. Um, like, that's the thing is, like, they're not even really evil. They're just, they're just dicks. Um, so, it, you know, it's, it's neat. <laughs> Unless you have like the dragon slayer guys who are like, oh, we killed our dragons, but it, at the end <laughs> oh, it's yeah, like, they're, well, they're, they're edgy as fuck. Yeah, that's technically. <laughs> Friendship is so bad. Ew, <laughs> like staying with this or <laughs> who cares about having friends? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't have much else to say about the first game. Um, there were gags and. I mean, it, it was a good it was a good setup for Gray because obviously he's 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 upset about it after the fact. He's yes. like, "Oh, I gotta get my revenge," and and he get, he does get the payoff later. And then we get to more Lucy bullying with the flare fight. Uh... <sighs> See where it's like she 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 could have won, but then like yeah, th- this this one was the one that made me like, "Ooh, no! How could you do that?" 
No, yeah, like because because uh, it was no. it was su- it, oh, it was such an important moment for her because she's like you know they they bullied Gray so now it's my turn to go out there and d- destroy them and get the revenge right. and then like she could have done it easily but yes. like twice like, she gets she like because uh, first she yeah the, the like Flair is about to kill a child uh to stop Lucy from fighting and then when Lucy she comes up with a spell like that uses her, her you know spirits to to you know she's like fighting alongside him she's using you know this magic she got before and but then it, it just gets negated and it's and then she loses and it's like no and like there's the panel of her like tr- cry, like hiding her face because she's about to fucking cry and I'm just like fuck no she is crying and uh stop bullying her <laughs> i feel like it's it's kind of weird that like the ma- a giant spell like that just gets negated and no one is suspicious no not at all like it's just like I it's guess like oh kinda... i guess she's just incompetent her spell just it d- didn't go off it was a misfire i don't <sighs> i mean because it is the weak useless fairy tale so it does kind of make some sense i guess but it's just, uh... yeah <laughs> so i mean a little Dumb, but and then of course Natsu kind of like you you were, you did, you did great you know like oh, save save your tears for after we win like he's and then so Lucy positive. gets her redemption moment later when I don't think she does or that's the or joke they, yeah no I know well because which is sad because it's like Lucy's like this arc just like because later on she she has a thing with she gets her shit beat, kicked in by Minerva and so I just feel stop bullying yeah, that, Lucy that was a disappointment I had with this arc because like Gray so obviously had his setup with the memory make magic guy and then Lucy yeah. is like oh she gets her low point so then she'll come back and do nothing no. I mean she like she's important but not just like unlike with like uh, the daybreak arc with her knowledge she's only important because she happens to have celestial spirits and it's like and she has the, the like the okay the future Lucy there was like one good moment with that that I kind of liked but you know barring the the timeline shenanigans in general <laughs> but like yeah Lucy herself doesn't really have like a specific like comeback moment for her she's just kind of bumming around like she's still a good girl but it's just like get mashma no stop bullying her it's weird because like i haven't really had a problem with her character up to this point i think she's been integrated into the arcs well enough but then in this arc it's like mashma just didn't really even try i mean maybe that's being too harsh because like there there is other stuff later not not related to like the the game specifically but here it's just like she really gets not uh, she gets the short end of the stick there's just yeah, nothing it's it's very rude <laughs> mashima don't be rude to her um so anyway, there's a couple more fights that don't matter at all um and then uh, there's the saber tooth one what is like last arc it's like oh yeah god slayer magic it's a lost magic and this arc is like oh yeah here have two more god slayers you got <laughs> olga with his lightning god slayer and then you got sheria uh, Sh- or what was her name yeah i think that was her name with the wind god slayer and it's just like like okay 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 Mas- okay mashima <laughs> um oh but there is a little bit here that i thought was uh i guess fine because like Sabretooth is all about like cutting off weakness, you know, not being weak. And who's the guy who Olga beats? He's the guy who uses tear magic, which is, uh, you know, he's like finds his strength from weakness and he just gets fucking destroyed, I guess. So, um, some themes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, and then you get uh, Jalal versus uh, Jura, which uh, 
It's kind of, I don't know, the, like, the fight itself, like, had, like, uh, see, with with all these, like, big players, you do have, like, moments of, like, all these neat magical exchanges, which is, like, it's, it's, it feels kind of rare when you have, like, because it's, like, they're both fighting on, like, evil footing, like, they're not, like, beating, beating up, like, hitting each other, but they're both, like, throwing spells at each other and countering, and it's just kind of cool, I think, like, because, because he's managing to make, to make both characters look cool, I guess. Um, so, I don't know, I thought, I just, like, reading these, these scenes, because there's a more later where it's just, it's just cool. And I'm like, yeah, look at all this cool magic. Um. And then Jalal is about to, like, blow his cover for fairy tale. Uh, and then Altir's like, no, don't do that. And then, what is it, she uses, like, the sensory link with the other character and just, like, sabotages him. Yes, like, I actually like that because it's, like... You know, because I, because I, I, I've made, you know, I've talked about in the tirade where I definitely feel like Sieg is kind of like a, you know, Mashma likes, it kind of jacks him off a bit. But this is like 100% at his expense. Like, let's put it this way. Jalal gets beaten by hot peppers and tickling. Like, that he, he's, he's just like, he's like, I can't take it anymore. And they just fucking faints. Like, and everyone's like dead. All the it, it, It's like more <laughs> along like the joke of fairy tale being incompetent because here, like this yes. character does so well against like this wizard saint and then just passes out seemingly <laughs> randomly. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it, yeah, yeah, no, it, I, I liked it. Um, Oh yeah, and um, going through like the author comments at the end, or well, the Lucy uh, Mira Jane stuff too. It's like the like there's one moment where it's like, um, like I don't know. He's just like he's very aware of like the plan, like the his lack of planning and stuff. Like I think it was. Did one of the about- Raven Tail members disappear? <laughs> like there was a little question, and there's like a picture of the spread, and I don't know. I guess someone's just gone. Yeah, I don't remember who, because I just saw it earlier, but I, um, yeah, it's, and then, um, what was I going to say? It was, uh, I don't know, like, again, there's Mashma being, there was also one moment, I think, later on, because he, because he did the big rave cameo later, and the big, uh, spread of all the guilds, and, like, I showed you the picture where it's got Haru, and Ellie, and Let, and, uh, Ruby, and Musica, and, um, I think, like, I don't know, it was interesting, because at the end of one of the volumes, he was talking about how, like, like, um, you know, he, he still has fans coming up like, oh, Rave was the first manga I ever bought with my own money. And and people just enjoying having, having had enjoyed Rave. But he also said like, oh, but me re- rereading my old work, it, it feels embarrassing. And I'm just like, I feel like that's something a lot of creators can relate to. It's yeah. like looking back at your old, like our, like our old videos and going, uh, you know, because um, we've made our, our share of mistakes. Um, For some so. reason, when you were talking earlier, I was like, Rave, it was the first manga I bought with my own eyes. <laughs> and that, do- that doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, huh, it's kind of funny because now I'm embarrassed about the tirade, which was on this fairy tale series where Mashima said, where, where, in which Mashima says, like, um, in, in his work on fairy tale, he mentions that he was embarrassed by his old works. So it goes deeper. The connection goes deeper. The sequel <laughs> series to the fairy tale analysis <laughs> of the series that is the sequel to the lesser series. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um,. So anyway, the first day was a fucking disaster <clears throat> for Fairy Tale. Like they w- they made it off with one point between two teams. <laughs> um, so and then Natsu's you know, like, all, oh, we're gonna have the come from behind victory. Right. Yep. And the, I, I I do like how like the numbers are like work out perfectly because there's one moment in particular where there's the there's the race on the train, and like 
Natsu like and Sting's like, yeah, you could have your one point. And that but then like later on and towards the end, Fairy Tale is winning by one point and they like quote that line again where it's like like every little point mattered. So yeah, yeah, it yeah. was <laughs> I, I really did like the the point system in in the Grand Magic games because it did it wasn't just like oh win a fight here's a point there were like layers to it like oh if a character fights to a draw you get like half or and then there were like the events where it was just so like Mashima had to think about how the points <laughs> were gonna be spread right, out right and it actually worked out like like because that was the payoff for me was that um that reference to like yeah, it's just one point, or well, or it was like technically two points because I think Natsu beat Gajil, so he made third place, and because he beat also beat Sting, so yeah, and it's it, it's it's cool. Um, oh yeah, we get introduced to uh, Bacchus, the uh, the drunken guy from Quattro Service, who another pervy character, so more of them, yay. Um, oh, and then we get the uh, the train race I was just talking about. Um, did you have any thoughts on, like, the train race or anything? Or nah? Because we already kind of talked a bit about it. Uh, no, we kind of covered the important part. Everybody else just yeah. kind of raced. Yep. Um, and yeah, Sting has his line at the end where it's like, For friends? That's pathetic. Like, what manga are you in, dude? Like, <laughs> <laughs> we know what's going to happen here. Um, so yeah, moving on to the fights. Uh, there's one, like aside where like flair is covered in bruises from uh ivan for failing so it's like because again like you uh mentioned it um on discord but there's definitely like a nature nurture thing with because yeah involving all these guilds you get to compare how they operate and like fairy tale is all the the biggest friendship guild and Sabretooth and raven tail are shit to their members because bad dads you know so familial themes yay <laughs> yeah i noticed so, i noticed the nature nurture thing only because a character spelled it out to me point blank <laughs> I, and I, I even mentioned to you that that is a theme i am not good at picking up on like it's such a simple mm. thing that i always miss it and i'm like See, okay and this I, is here and i don't know if i would have picked on up on, on, my, on it myself because i didn't get to that part until after you said that to me so i was like oh now i get to see something to look for when i as i'm reading and you know so i like you know not that i don't i don't think i have like i i have some things to say about like sting's character arc because i do think aspects of it were there but um overall i'm not sure i have that much but um so yeah we get to the the kurohebi toby fight where he wins and then he destroys the sock uh because he the the more something the more precious something is the more I want to destroy it which is like but yeah we already kind of talked about the curl heavy a bit um, yeah like I have to destroy something precious and it's <laughs> a sock is it, okay it's um, the goofy evil villain fighting the goofy side character but no everyone is also like react like you have Urza who's like I'm gonna kill him I'm gonna get him. like she's like. You have, like, the characters holding her back. Like, she's gonna go take this guy out for destroying a sock. I didn't notice that. That's, um... You're right. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Because <laughs> Grace like, holding her back. That's fucking good. Holy shit. Urza is such a dude. Like, she's, like, cool, but she's also a fucking idiot. So, um... <laughs> Urza's good. Um, I mean, yeah, like, Mashima really plays up the drama with the art. Because you have the guy, like, no! And it's just his head, like waving back and forth and then like all the characters like watching intensely as this sock gets ripped apart top 10 saddest anime deaths um, so yeah um 
Anyway, then we get the Elfman Bacchus fight, or I, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Bacchus, I have no idea. Um, there, there was an interesting subversion because the the king or whoever is like, oh, yes. I want to see a cool fight uh, versus the L or it's like, the okay, one who transforms, I'll... yeah, yeah, <laughs> and so he's like, oh, I can't wait to see Bacchus versus Urza, and of course, like that's naturally my first thought because that's what was set up, and it's like, oh, you yeah. wanted Urza, I picked Elfman, <laughs> Elfman, yeah, yeah, so. Um, I guess the, the king wanted the magic Urza, the magical girl, but instead he got the the beast man. So, um. and then this is also like around the time where the the servant guy was being like built up all sinister, and like he's the <laughs> like he might be the yes. antagonist pulling the strings in the background, but then he just doesn't become that. He did no, it, it, the it plot was, it was switches directions. He did it. He did like kind of the same thing he did with Mest back on. Uh, Tenro, where it's like, oh yeah, mess. Look at how sneaky he is. He snuck onto this island. He's memory magic. He's totally one of the uh, the seven commandment or or the seven whatever or of the uh, uh, Grimoire Heart. But no, he's actually a counselor. It's a version. He works for the government. That's why he's sneaky. But, they did that again with Arcadio. He works for the government. That's why he's sneaky. <laughs> no, I don't know. But I mean, like, <laughs> like with Mess, weird. there's like a reason for him to maybe be portrayed kind of sinister because the council at the time was supposedly like anti-fairy tale whereas this guy like he's supposed to be a good guy i don't know yeah well that well like there's definitely some issues with the translation because at one point he says like lord Zeref, but i think like it is a respectable uh, respectable um like they mentioned the honorific at the end of one of the volumes and because it is it's like uh comparable to like dono where it's like kind of an outdated honorific but like Saying Lord Zeref implies worship in English, I would say. Like, because that's what, what the implication might be have been intended to be, but maybe it's more vague in the original Japanese, where he's like, yeah, he's referring to Zeref with his honorific, but ultimately he seems he sees Zeref as an enemy. Or maybe it was a, pl- a, ch- a, a change in plans. So it's like, you know, I'm not sure. So, um, because cause, cause Mashima be like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, and there was also the, the subversion of the Lucy narration, because in the one box it's like oh to my friend lucy from levy so it's like levy's doing the narration this arc but then it's actually like future levy so it's like uh oh um yep and then anyway uh so yeah elfman uh bears the pain for his siblings i guess or something and wins um sure it's it's fine i guess um oh yeah there's the uh ugh, the battle between mira jane and the blue pegasus jenny where it's like a, a pin-up battle and then they just switch to battle forms and, and uh, no thank you sir um <laughs> yeah it's just like okay we're gonna end this with combat bang gone she yeah, like I, the the other okay. character sets up like this she's scheming she's like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna get her i'm gonna win this for sure and she's like okay i'm just gonna transform and punch you <laughs> yeah <sighs> It's it's the thing, I guess. Um, it's a tonal comedy relief. Got see, I, I guess like the Grand Magic games were able to feel fun before the world ending stuff because like it. Yeah. It's more the lower stakes. It just so the characters it's not being as characters when he, when he has the yeah that and that's I, what I definitely like because there's there are some really cool moments in the Grand Magical games like there's one with Urza later I think you know exactly what I'm talking about um, that I've always thought was hype as shit. Um, so, um, but anyway, we'll, we'll get to that, because uh, before we get there, there's the fight between uh, Yukino and Kagura, um, Kagura strong, Yukino just kind of gets wrecked, um. 
Yeah, she's, I like how she's like, oh, here's this, there's this rumored key that goes beyond the 12 golden gates, and then it does the nothing. 13. It amounts to nothing. <laughs> it just gets one shot. Uh... Yep, it's because well, it's like it's like a there's like the golden key is the silver key and then the one black key the Ophicius one so but now it just gets wrecked anyway so that's nice uh oh well um I feel like Kagura was was meant to be like this really cool character because like she's she decimates people without even like unsheathing her blade but I don't feel like she's gonna have much to do after this arc and that's disappointing uh, I I mean I hope don't I'm wrong remember much. Cause like there, cause there are like most of these characters do come back in some fashion, some more important than others. So we'll we'll see what happens. Um, so anyway, the the next day is done. Um, Miliana shows up. Turns out she was there the whole time on the Mermaid Heel Guild. Um, she she hangs out. She's like, hey Urza, and then I also I want to kill Jalal. Uh, so and of course it has to be done up that she has like this evil villain face, even though like her reasons for. <laughs> Her reason, like her logic, makes sense because, like, she was affected, like she was one of the people he like enslaved. But no, right. she has to look evil because deceived. there is right. no nuance in this situation. Well, yeah, because because like we're supposed to think you know Jalal's a good boy, a sad boy, but like yeah, so you know it's definitely for, like for the audience with that reaction because it, it yeah, was, yeah it's I more from it like been... understanding Urza's perspective, like oh no, here's a friend yeah. wanting to kill one of my other friends because she does you know love jalal even though that that that's uh he he turned her down <laughs> so oh that's uh, right there was um oh. before we move on uh, when when they did that like pinup contest thing i thought it was funny how like in the volume mashima like he did like the the pages and then he also did like pages with the the blue pegasus g- guild people and so like you know mashima with that that gender equality fan service he's got the man service in there and it's also oh, yes, it's, like a, right. a goofy thing yeah there was that whole um yeah the whole bonus comic where like at the end of one of the volumes did you get all those cuz there was the one where um like i guess the premise was that macau bought and uh i think wakaba bought they both bought porn and, yeah, but it was also like it was it, yeah it was it was regular porn and then there was like gay porn and they were both like caught by the families but then the last panel is freed enjoying yes. it. so I guess <laughs> I guess freed's gay I, I'm uh, glad that Mashima confirmed sense. my suspicions uh, for because <laughs> then you have Laxus in the background just kind of like looking no, at him it was a it was a poster of Laxus I, oh it's a poster I, I of Laxus okay yes. well yeah because um, like some of the reactions he would have like he was like super passionate about people not making fun of laxus and so i was like <laughs> is mashima is he is something being said here and yes it, it's and see that's cool like i've never seen that comic before so i never knew <laughs> so, oh, so yeah, it was just a, okay, a volume sure. thing it wasn't like um, an interesting uh, like unex- no, I'm, I'm not sure about unexpected oh, no, but it, it was just like maybe maybe i would say unexpected mostly because it's like i've known the character of freed for so long and like that's um never been as explicit as it was in that one comic so okay cool i heard um, nothing of what you just said because discord disconnected me for a minute very sad um i was saying that like i did i just happened to not know that because it's like i just known freed like i'm not sure if there was anything like i don't know i don't i guess maybe i just don't see through that things through that lens as often but like i just never thought of freed that way like i never or either way really it was just never a sort of like um a thing oh shit though thinking about it now um 
but well to finish what i was saying before it's like th- that maybe like it, it, the comic was that i hadn't seen before it was like oh yeah that that's the thing and i'm like oh shit okay um but one thing I thought about, because after the in Tenro Island, remember Freed was uh, pretending to be attracted to all the sexy women, and oh yeah, Vixel was, and Vixel was like, "You went overboard with that." And so, like, the, for for I guess at the time, the implication was like he's not that attracted to women. But now it's like, oh no, he's not attracted to women at all. So, hmm. and I guess Vixel knew that, or so. Well, so I guess that's what is, the implication is supposed to be. So. But you, you said it, that this was that just ends. in the volumes. It wasn't like in the weekly chapters. This was no, a volume bonus I don't, thing. That, like, that moment I just mentioned is probably the closest thing to hinting at that I can think. Well, you you, you picked up some things about his like super defensiveness about Laxus, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like... Um, so so the, there's like those kind of things where like you could see it as either way. But well, yeah, because like when from, like when yeah. you'd have the Raijin tribe, like, oh yeah, Laxus is so great. And you'd have Freed being like, you know, it might just seem like he's just, like, extra supportive. Uh, so, like, you yeah. could... I don't know. That's that's kind of what I always, like, thought about it throughout the years. Like, he's not... I never thought of it as a romantic thing, but now I have this context, so now that kind of just recontextualizes... Like, that moment of... Uh, that uh, that Tenro moment in particular is, like, completely recontextualized now for me. So, um... But anyway, yeah, a little unexpected, but not bad at all. Uh, it's In fact, it's, it's like, it's kind of neat that it's kind of, like, subtly been there. So, yeah, um... But anyway, there's a bit where uh, the um, Zema Z- Zemia is uh, I don't yeah mad. The, the Sabretooth Guildmaster kicks uh, Yukino out for losing. Uh, not well, not just losing, but also like owing her life to another guild. Like staying lost. Um, but uh, he's just like uh, yeah, never do that again. He, like he's giving him a second chance, but Yukino kind of lost both of her chances, so she just gets straight up like humiliated and kicked out. Uh, which Natsu doesn't take well to later. Um, well, no, yeah, because the guildmaster is like, no, he's like public humiliation, like get naked, and then he's like, get rid of your guild mark, and so like she's, uh, it's not even just like you failed the guild, just get out. It's like no, we are going to like take take your pride. And he's making yes, strip you down to nothing, and then just like the kick you out guild. to yeah. show like that is what. That's what this guild stands for. If you lose, you lose everything with this guild, and you have to, like, start over. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, of course, there's, a, like, a conversation afterwards where, like, Frosh, the cat, is like, oh, you're not, you're not gonna leave? Or And then, like, you know, so showing the connections and things, like, yeah, she deserved it. She was weak. So, um... I mean, and this was, ca- this like, was, characterizing like... Their, Sorry, I keep going. cutting you off. No, I was gonna say, it's just characterizing their, their opinions on the matter, but yeah, go on, this was like... Well, I was gonna say, as far as, like, tone goes, like, I know I was complaining about, like, the world-ending stuff feeling out of place, <laughs> but th- this this feels more, like, it's a, you know, it's a more dramatic undertone to the tournament yeah. arc, but it, it works, and I feel like this this stuff with Sabretooth was cool. Yeah, it's like, it doesn't need to be world-ending, like, stakes to be, like, compelling, you know, because this is just, like, it's character drama, and it, it works, you know? And themes um, and stuff. Yeah, themes! <laughs> themes! Was that, was that a theme? Um, but yeah, she, she, she tries to give up her keys to Lucy, um, but, you know, it doesn't, uh, yeah, she, she doesn't, she decides not to take them. Um, and then, of course, Natsu um, goes out to uh, Yukino and finds out about the uh what how how she's you know got kicked kicked out of her guild and yes and she doesn't have a home and natsu who finds fairy tale is home of course he gets mad because like a guild that like this is i don't think there's been inter-guild like 
stuff quite like this. Like, there's been, like... I mean, there was, like, the betrayals and stuff in the, with the Dark Guilds. But here you have an official guild that, like, outright, like, you know, kicked her out. Like, you know, they took her from her home. So it's a little bit different from, like, Kageyama getting stabbed in the back. But, um... So, and Natsu, of course, like, he just takes it on himself. He just fucking charges in there and <laughs> just fucking starts wrecking shit. Yeah, it's, <laughs> someone's attacking Fairy Tail. It's like, who'd be dumb enough to do that? And that's just Natsu. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah Of course, it's Natsu. Yes. Um, <laughs> and he fucking, like, goes toe-to-toe with the fucking Guildmaster um, until Minerva steps in to stop him. Um, stop them, rather. Um, I d- yeah, not Natsu having that Natsu logic where he's like, okay, if, if people lose, uh, if you lose, if I beat you in a fight, then I'd disband your guild. <laughs> Just, yeah, I mean, it seems reasonable to me. Um. Although it does, you know, we kind of harped on the, the power scaling a little earlier, but it is kind of weird that, like, fairy tale is portrayed as these underdogs this arc. But they're, they're not really, like, the time skip almost yeah, didn't they're like, matter in that regard because yeah, they they're, they're, are mopping yes. the floor with... I mean, like, if they are losing, they're kind of getting cheated out of a loss, like with Lucy or, or Grey, yes, where they're, like, I being think, picked on. And I, I do think that worked to the benefit, at least for me, of the arc, because I was, like, again, legitimately frustrated for fairy tale's sake, because, like, you know, I've been reading this series for a decade, <laughs> um, you know, I, I do have some level of, you know, I like, I only, like... Like I'd only say like Lucy in particular, maybe maybe like Urza are like notably good like or any amount of good characters. Like everyone else is just eh, yeah, you exist, you know. But like I, so I still have some kind of attachment to them. So like seeing them get bullied like this in the early parts of this arc, like I want to see them win, <laughs> you know. Like uh, Gray never got his like yeah like that's the thing with the how Raven Tail was handled because Gray and Lucy never kind of got there. I mean Laxus, you know, he even said like this is for Gray, this is for Lucy, which was good, but it wasn't personal for those two characters. So, you know, because um, I do, I wanted to see them, like, turn things around. So that, and I, I was invested in, like, even back reading it weekly when I was already kind of disillusioned with the series, I was invested in this. So, um, where it's like you said, this is probably one of my favorite arcs, if only for these good parts. Like, the Dragon Festival is like, uh, but the, the Grand Magic Games is cool. Um, Raven Tail in particular was just... Uh, oh... We'll get to that, Mathis. We'll get to that. Um, but anyway, Minerva stops the fight and forces uh, Natsu away. Um, Sting's getting excited because, like, wow, I didn't know you were that strong. Um, and Rogue's uh, Rogue has a line where he's like, "Wait, this guild doesn't have camaraderie." It's like, and it's like, "Where have you been, dude? Um, <laughs> are, you, are you paying attention?" So anyway. Um, then we get a, this, uh, what did you think about, uh, Pandemonium, uh, the game with all the monsters that uh, Urza just fucking yeah. Urza's? Yeah, Urza just <laughs> takes them all out. And, like, there was the, there was the moment in, um, the, the little question section where someone was like, well, yes. Ur- couldn't Urza have just taken out, like, I had that slightly more thought. than half? But for me, it's like, that, yes. no, if she just destroys all 100, it looks cooler. So just do that. Yeah. See, well, I was thinking that exact thing, but no, Ma- but Majma actually had logic for it, too, where it's like by c- taking all the monsters, she gives Kana a better chance later. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh, I didn't think about, think about it like that. Because I've always liked this moment, you know, even back when I was like angry for like, Urza, oh, she Majma just wanks her off constantly. <laughs> but like, I've always like, I, I, I couldn't help myself because it is like you could say it's an Urza wank moment because she's like, oh, yeah, look at all th- th- these monsters are so strong. No one can beat them, all of them. And Urza's like, yeah, because the challenge is set up as like this <laughs> point of strategy. Like, OK, some of the monsters are stronger than others. So you have to like f- 
carefully time, you know, and then you have to worry yeah, about like to... recovery time and whatnot. So and you, have you have to plan you have, it out. Yes, you have to c- but, count how many, like how many monsters are left. Of this but Urza's like, just like, then... oh, it's just it all comes down to luck of the draw. <laughs> Whoever gets it first wins, and she just takes them all out. Yeah, it, like it's 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 a it's a cool subversion because it's like he like he's comes up with all these rules. He has the characters like ask like specifics. Like he's he's fleshing it out, and then it's just like Urza's like no. <laughs> No rules. I'm the rules now. And she just fucking, like, dominates it. And it's so fucking cool. <laughs> so it's like, I just, I can't help but love this moment. It's just hype as shit. <laughs> yeah, for me, like, I know you said you had thought about more, like, the numerical aspect to it. But for me, it's just like, well, what makes a character look stronger? Uh, or what makes a character look more <laughs> badass? Destroying 51 or of 100 or whatever, like, just enough to <laughs> yeah, win? That's or just exactly. taking them all out? It's more of like <laughs> yeah, a more of like a statement this way, like exactly. It, it's yeah. a very Urza thing to do. And I'm trying to think because like, yeah, this kind of this moment kind of also kind of marks Fairy Tales turnaround. Like not not that like day two still had like Natsu's like tearful you know third or you know or third from last win and Elfman's like um his battle, tearful battle. third from last win where it's like oh my god how moving. <laughs> He got two whole points, yeah. But this was Ur- with Urza's like absolute victory, and then Kana's uh, power level shenanigans, um, where you have Fairy Tale kind of like proving itself. Well, here you go, um, Craft Store Fairy Law. It, it did something for once. Or fairy glitter, right? Or fairy right, right, glitter, yeah. not Fairy Law. <laughs> yes, she pulled a Vegeta and broke the the, the power measurement machine. Um, <laughs> um, I guess which yeah it's a thing that it was a thing that happened I guess and this is again like just don't think about the numbers uh, where it's like because Jer- like you know um, Og- Olga he's like three thousand three thousand eight hundred and Jura is like eight thousand five hundred yeah they they like, even just, had like a little cutaway at one point where uh, the first character got like three hundred something and they're like I don't know is that a good number is that a bad number we don't have anything to gauge it on and for me I'm like just let the other characters attack it and see what happens. But no, they took like an extra few panels to be like, well, that that that's a good number. That's a strong number. Because I guess like otherwise, seeing yeah, that she gets blown out yes. later by like... <laughs> right. So it's like, yeah, it frames her within the world. And they also mention that like, oh, she's got like physical capabilities too that aren't being accounted for. But then it's also like she's fucking nothing compared to like this saber tooth guy who's you know the strongest guild and he's a pretty strong member. And then one of the wizard saints and then this like, like the, ancient the, he's fairy this, magic. Yes. <laughs> right, right. So it's like Jesus fuck. Um. All right, so then we got some more fights. Um. I did kind of like the the little subversion as well with uh the Raven Tail guy where he has the power that like absorbs yes. magic but then this little it just like dink it doesn't yep. do yeah. anything like yeah, well, he can absorb well, magic but seemingly can't like output it or well i thought he was also just like not calling attention to him well yeah yeah that that was what they yeah, explained course, it as but yeah, for me i, I like gotcha. i wanted to read it to, as <laughs> give it an, a secondary reading like oh is that just power i mean it, i don't think his powers were ever explained beyond that so maybe i'm making yeah, things up yeah yeah um do we get to talk about raventail a little bit more um, because uh, uh, versus Alexi, who is actually Ivan. Um, how did you feel? Because you've been like groaning and grumping um, this, about it. To me, this feels like a very clear sacrifice in favor of the world-ending threat. Like if this had just been a tournament arc, I feel like Raven Tail could have 
been fleshed out more, but it's like, okay, we already have so many plot points going into this arc. Something's yeah, got to give. Know, and it was Raven tail, which you know, I hadn't thought about it like that, but that makes, cause yeah, if this was going to be just like, if you just remove the dragon King festival, like, you know, so you have saber stuff and then you also add in the Raven tail stuff and it, and then you, you know, the climax would work differently, but like you'd have multiple like threads being like given this emotional resolution. But yeah, I didn't think about it like that where instead now, now you have Raven tail being cut off, for you know the arc, so that the, they could focus on Sabretooth and the Dragon King Festival as the second like part, so to speak. So, and I, I didn't think about it like that, but yeah, that makes sense. Um, because like, so I I will say I do like this moment. Like Laxus is you know he's cool. Like I especially like the moment where he's like he's like this is for Lucy, this is for Gray. No, yeah, you know? that's like, cool. Because like that's in, in such like because like the old Laxus was so pissed off when his team members were weak yeah and what happens like th- like this whole like think about it this way this whole arc has been a nightmare for old laxus who wanted fairy tale to be strong and on top and they've been the laughing stock of the last seven years so here he is like you know being guild master material you know and and like you know but there's also a little moment with kuro heavy where he's like i don't under i don't get you at all <laughs> i thought that was interesting because i thought about it because like Kurohebe's literally one defining factor is that he, like, he doesn't, like, he'll destroy precious things. And again, comparing that to Laxus in that arc is, like, even though he his actions were, like, ones that could destroy fairy tale in the town, he never really wanted to destroy anything. Like, he wanted Makarov to stop him, but Makarov got a heart attack, so, like, the Thunder Palace w- w- actually might have gone off and he was actually, like, worried about... Like, for all his, like, bluster, Laxus doesn't want to destroy precious things, so under- so he doesn't get curl heavy, basically. So... Um, for me, I, I had read that as more of just like a jokey, because like his action, his his one defining character moment was such a joke that like it's like I don't get you, bye. But no, yeah, yeah, your yeah, reading yeah, gives yeah. Mashima more credit. Yeah, and then of course he defeats. Like you even get um, I, Ivan also actually I didn't think about this comparison before because he says a line that's uh f- reminded me of uh like just now only um he says the same thing blackbeard once said kind of where it's like blackbeard during the war he's like whitebeard don't hit me i'm your son where ivan say hey laxus don't hit me i'm your dad but it's weird because like the context is completely different because it's like ivan and laxus are actually blood related where with whitebeard he values his sort of pirate family so like and of course so it's like a weird different like thing where it's like Whitebeard, you know, has disowned this son for being a, a a pirate murderer, but here Ivan is like trying to do the blood thing. But like Laxus has never really cared about the blood. He's always wanted to surpass his blood. So he's like, You're no family of mine. My family's fairy tale. And it's like, I don't know. I like I understand like the dissatisfaction with like how Raventail is handled. It's a good character I, moment for Laxus, at is. least. Yes. It I I do kinda I do think this is a really good moment for Laxus. But you know how you said, like, oh, yeah, Raventail getting written out of the arc? Raventail getting written out of the story. Uh, but what, But the guy, the speech at the end, the guy, he he knew things. Yeah, no, that's the, that's the last time Raventail, and it, like, that's the thing is, Ivan knows about Lumen history, and the, the Olga, I think, is his, or no, Olga's the um, other guy, Orba, Orba, the, uh, the, the little imp and his little imp thing, like, he goes up to Zareph, like, oh, yeah, maybe this guy was even more important to Zareph than Ivan. Nope, we don't, this is the, that's the last time anything Raventail gets brought up really ever again. Uh, yeah. That, that's, like, a weird element of fairy tale, and again, like, you mentioned it in the tirade, that, like, there are all these 
like so many different world ending threats that pop up in different arcs and it's like you take one out there's just another one around the corner so like in this arc alone we have Sabretooth is like a big guild uh, Raventail has is doing sneaky shenanigans in the background Zeroth is still there Acnologia then there's this whole time shenanigans with the <laughs> magical door and it's like blah. Yeah, so it's like it's just, and with Raventail, it's weird because he's like he was building up for it for so long, and then it's just no, this is it, this is the entire and, like, yeah. And then they just get, get stomped out of the story. Yeah, and they don't even get arrested. Like Flair, Flair mentions it, like they were kicked out of the tournament for cheating, but they, they didn't break any laws. They were just they they were just there, and then they never just they just never show up again. That was another weird thing because like before Laxus stomps him, there's like a flashback with him talking to Makarov and he's like, you know, I've heard that over the seven years, Ivan did no evil and hasn't laid a finger on the guild. And it's like, what do you mean did no evil? I mean, like we, we'd, we'd at least seen like in this arc that, um, you know, the, the girl had got, was getting like abused for losing or whatever, or for making the guild look weird. Yeah. Um, and it's like, and then they're saying like, you know, granted, in the time of the flashback, Makarov wouldn't have known that, but still, it's like a weird connection to make after the fact. Like, here's this guild like... trying to do sneaky shenanigans and, like, trying to yeah. overthrow Fairy Tale, but it's like, they they didn't actually do anything. So it's another one of those, like, in, the intention doesn't matter, it seems. No, yeah, it's weird. Well, because, like, the, the do-no-evil thing, like, the, obviously, that that's just in the eyes of the council. Like, oh, yeah, they're not, technically not a dark guild, so I guess they we, they can become a regular guild. Well, sure, but, like, no, they're obviously shitty, but it's, like, it just seems like so much build-up for the this just to get dropped. Because, yeah, like, it is a good laxist moment, but it's just it still feels wanting for just, like, the level of importance Raventail seems to have been built up as. And especially because after this, you get the moment with Zeref in the very end of, like, the last chapter. But no... <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's just really weird. <laughs> and th- that's basically all I've been wanting to say about Raventail for, like, because, like, even when they first mentioned it, I was like, oh, boy, Raventail. And you're just like, uh-oh, uh-oh, what's going to happen? The answer is nothing. <laughs> this, and then nothing. <laughs> so, yeah. <sighs> but, yeah, moving on. Uh, there's a uh, Wendy versus Sharia. Win battles, but they become friends. Uh, it was a fight, I think. Arguable? No, it was fine. I guess I don't know. I don't have any specific thoughts on it. Uh, of course, you had to have the, the 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 panel of like you know the two cutesy characters just falling over and looking incompetent because uh, that's they're they're cute. Yeah, I guess to like I think I oh it was a cutout part of one of my videos. Um. So I guess I'll talk about it here because it's like, I feel like, you know how you talked about how like you want, um, a, you want a character who, you know, like in your anxiety shunning video, um, like you want a character who like grows emotionally as they grow stronger, yeah. sort of, um, where like the, th- and your thing with mob psycho mob is like, you know, he, he doesn't grow stronger. He grows better emotionally, but he's not like, he's not, he's not, you know, his power isn't scaling as he grows, you know, mm-hmm. his mind scales, so to speak. So like, I feel like. Wendy would have been a great opportunity for that because it's like, because because the, the thing about like uh, Miyazaki uh, of the films um, had a quote about Moe because like Moe is basically like appealing, like making like weakness or flaws appealing. So it's like oh they're clumsy, you know, like oh how isn't that cute, you know? And so like I feel like it would have been perfect for the Shonen series to 
um, have Wendy grow beyond that clumsiness as like you know a lot as she's growing stronger, right? Grow like, beyond sort of plus ultra. <laughs> yes, she just gets like super buff and uh, punches Sherry Sher- Sher- out. No. Um, <laughs> Oh god, that's a terrible mental image. <laughs> but yeah, so so that's just a thought I've always had because I think in the originally in the video I was gonna like do a comparison to Hidamari Sketch because it's like, yeah, these characters are Moe, but there's like that's what my video is, is that they're also like growing up. Um so there you know, but like so I just think it would have been a perfect opportunity for a shonen story to have such this like cause I can't think of a character quite as Moe as like Wendy off the top of my head. Um in this like the look at how weak and cute cute that is. Yeah, um, this so. Of course, I don't have any other examples off the top of my head, so this is going to seem like a weird point to bring up, but it feels like something I've noticed in Shonen, in like these Shonen action manga, um, is that like sometimes they'll bring in elements from other, you know, other genres (laughs) genres. or whatnot. So, like in this case, it's like, you know, you have the cutesy Moe character and Wendy, Um, but it's very like surface level in a way. Like, Uh whereas, I don't know, like if. If I go to a Moe show, like, that's sort of, like, the main appeal of it. Like, there's a certain... They can right, deliver so more, more on that like... per the the setting or per the, the conflicts or whatnot. Whereas, like, in an action manga, it's like they have the surface element of, like, the Moe, but they don't have what makes it engaging that's an interesting in its point. own right, yeah. I guess. And I can't like, think of another... To, to... Yeah, I can't think of any uh, like an example of like, oh, here's this other genre thing that they just kind of shoved into the um, shonen thing. Well, to, though, to supplant your sort of like point about the surface level stuff, it's like, like, because I've watched a lot of like the cute girl Moe kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and how often is the like the clumsy girl is kind of like the like one of the early like it feels like a very such a common cliche that it, like you almost don't see it anymore. Like I, I struggle to think of like a cl- like a notably clumsy character where they just oh they fall over themselves and isn't that cute? Like that doesn't like. A uh, bamboo blade from like twenty the mid two thousands. Uh, like there's no character like that in Kaon, really. Like you're watching right now. I can't think of anyone who's like, they, oh, they fell over. That's so cute. No, that doesn't happen like that all the time. I mean, I th- I, I think characters. like maybe Kaos um, and Comic Girls. Like there are a couple times where she like just falls over randomly, but there's other <laughs> stuff. Like, do you mean like that's yeah, their a, defining a, character trait? Yeah, like, and that that doesn't happen because Moe is sort of evolved beyond that, where they're uh, you know, taking other flaws and you know examining those like. Um, sketchbook full colors actually like kind of uses elements of the autism spectrum like the main character definitely seems kind of autistic and there's like one character who there's a moment where like you know how they leave their shoes at the front of the the door Mm -hmm. when they come into the house and she's like she's like uh, arranging them because they were in disorder like almost like an OCD kind of thing so I'm curious about the manga to see if there's even more of that Um, but like so yeah, it's just that's I just just feeding into you know going off of your point of like yeah this is like a surface level example of that because like a it's like such a, a common cliche of that sort of uh, you know genre that you basically just don't see it anymore and also it's not yeah it's not grabbing the appeal because again it's it would just be so perfect to see like her growing as a character matched with her like growing out of the moe because like that's part of the point of the moe is that they grow beyond it so um, i guess for me like another sort of example of like you know i've talked about like shonen romances never really being super Mm -hmm. engaging at least not from like the action adventure sort of spin like the elements can be there but it's very just like oh these characters like each other let's go the entire narrative and wait till the very end to have them hook up for uh, d- d- reasons. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, if I mm-hmm. would, like, watch a romance series, um, there's, because that's the main focus, there's more that is, like, that t- is done with 
that, I guess. Yes. Which makes sense, yeah. Um, and I guess maybe it goes both ways. Like, if you're going to have, like, a... I don't, like, I, but I can't think of it, any examples, but it's like, if what if you put action shunning elements into something else? It's probably not going to be the main focus, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, yeah, I guess it's just like a... Some, I, I can't, again, I can't, again, I can't think of any examples. So uh, there, There's um, a fight would... scene in Dragon Maid, and it's... I don't know. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, interesting line of discussion either way. Um, but yeah, the fight was fine. Uh, there was one moment that was really, really ruined by the bad translation in the past because it's like, it's the moment where like Sharia, um, that's her name, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, she, well, like she's going trying to use an attack and it misses because a uh, Wendy healed her to make her like overcorrect because she was like wounded. So, but now her body works. So she's like able to put in more power and just like, she, so th- that moment was really fucking confusing in the tra- old translation because it's like, <laughs> it just doesn't make any she sense. She healed but, her, but, therefore she missed. Yeah, no, and it's kind of weird in that way. It's like a little strategy bit, but it's just it's just much like cleaner in the new, in this actual like translation. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Now, like, I I could I don't remember what it, how exactly they had phrased it in the translation, but was it like something Wendy did intentionally, or was it just like an unconscious thing? Like that's kind of just sure how her it powers. Was, like, it was an intentional thing so that she could dodge the attack and because they fought to a draw. Yeah. Like Wendy, because that's the thing is like, oh yeah, Sherry has obviously got the stronger powers. She's obviously like more, you know. But no, Wendy's like, I got the fairy tale spirit and never given up, and she doesn't give up, and she's able to, you know, get points for bolt for her team, even if it's not the full a full victory. So, um, which is cool. Um, like Jura even mentions like, wow, look at how much she's grown, you know. So. Like, I don't even know, I don't even remember if I talked about Wendy in the tirade, because it's like, uh, maybe I did a bit, but I, did, I know I didn't compare, do the Hidamari sketch comparison, um, so, it would have been in part three, I think, but yeah, um, time to go rewatch that and cringe. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, you get a cutaway with uh, Jalal being uncovered, which we already kind of talked about, um, and he gets, and then he gets recovered by the mage, um, the, the council mage who, who, who vouches for him. Like, oh, look, it's Edelus. Yeah, we already talked about that, though. Um, but then the, the other guy is like, oh, no, that's the real Jalal. I'm covering for the guy who's covering <laughs> for him to protect his reputation. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, there's a, there's another bit with Alexis talking to Makarov about, uh, Lumen History. Um, and Mavis explains that it's, uh. Like, oh, it's not darkness, it's light. And, uh, and, okay, I gotta say, like, Ma- I, I don't know, how did you feel about s- seeing more of Mavis, this arc? Because it's like, it's just kind of hand wave away where it's like, I just, I'm just decided not to be on Tenra anymore. I'm gonna hang out with you guys. Um, she's just a spooky ghost. Uh, I don't know, because she's not just a mascot sort of character. Like, she actively like came up with a plan to like help yeah, the fairy actually, like, tale members the one, right. and it's like but i thought this character was <sighs> oh no that moment is oh i get to talk about that moment because it's just like we we talked about character intelligence before and i think i even mentioned about my mavis like alluded to her way back when we were talking about like shikamaru and naruto so we're finally there um, it's see i never and it's i, she, I didn't think about like that, mavis is uh, just another gone. one of those characters that mashima brought in and it's like oh they were more popular than i anticipated so keep bringing them <laughs> back and I, I don't know like in this case it's weird because again like general like shonen passing of the torch stuff like 
this this it's not like oh Makarov maybe should die it's not like that like this is totally different <laughs> where the character is just a ghost but still exists right, right. it's still, like they yeah. might Mavis might as well not be a ghost Mavis might as well just be alive because yeah yeah I mean there, there's just the gags with her not being seen like there's in the in the party at the end like she's like looking at the food and Wendy's like no go away and Sherry's like what's going on oh I feel a weird presence like, yeah just gags like that um and though in general I do think she's cute, like I brought it up because I brought her up because she's like You get the part where she's like, Oh no, my plan didn't work and she's like, I'm not crying. <laughs> and then here she's she's thinking about her mistake with Hades because she made him the second guildmaster. Yeah. And now he and then and then now she's like, I'm not crying. And then earlier she was like because she was making exceptions with um Jalal. She's like, Yeah, I'm gonna allow Jal Jalal to temporarily join Fairy Tale because I want him to win. And she's got like stars in her eyes. Yeah. Like, oh, she's cute. <laughs> and then you she, have everyone else who's like way, so like so. she is this she is kind of funny in that she is like this more like goofy childish character but also is like the predecessor to fairy tale yes. so you have Makarov who's <laughs> like she's crying what do we do uh, console her <laughs> and everyone's just right, like so I don't it's know like he's the current father figure of the guild but technically she's the the grandmother of the guild but she's also like this this small child um and we we are gonna like obviously she's kind of important like we see her with Zeref at the end even though they like if they're having a like... conversation even though yes. Zeref can't it's it's they weird just, they're they're completely on the same wavelength and that we we're gonna see yeah they they uh yeah that we see more of mavis and of course obviously of Zeref. so yep um nope Zeref disappears and that's <laughs> <laughs> yet another plot thread that goes nowhere um but anyway so there's more cooldown um more more narration like uh oh the the games the, the shit's gonna get real um Oh, oh boy! The second uh, Lucy bullying moment with the water match, where um, everyone does their thing. Oh yeah, I didn't bitch about the. Uh, well, I bitched about her in the tirade, I think. But the the chubby girl who's like, don't ever underestimate a chub. But she like shrinks herself down so that she's not chubby. Yeah, it wasn't a. So it's like, cause like not, I remember not... seeing that character design. I was like, huh, that's interesting. Uh, Mashima, she. she it... You know, like the, he there's... introduced a character of a different body type, isn't that? An... Oh, yeah. Never mind. Um, so, and it, well, it, I don't think I'd be as bothered by it if, if like, he didn't call attention to it because half the time she says that line about being chubby, she's not even chubby. So it's like, shut up, and she doesn't even do anything. Like she, like, <laughs> like, so it's like, what does it matter that you can, are able to shrink yourself down as like a super mode or something? Like, yeah, it doesn't do, you don't stop. <laughs> Cause like that's the thing like in, back in the uh yeah in the train thing she shrinks she like runs along the side of the train but she's still fat while she does that and then she shrunk down and then she does nothing after that except maybe win or she she places I guess somewhere yeah it's like and then the, here the she, character's like, defining character trait is like her weight like she can manipulate her weight yes. uh, right and then and yeah and like yeah here she shrinks down to I guess dodge an attack maybe and then she gets washed out of the of by Juvia so it's like. It doesn't, it's just, it's it's kind of annoying, I guess, yeah. because, like, again, so much attention is called to it, but it's just, it's just, like, stop, Mashima, stop, just take, just, like, he's, like, trying to draw, and I'm, like, grabbing to take the pen out of his hand, I'm, like, just stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And then we get the Lucy bullying. Where, he, oh, here, I'm pissed about San Francisco. That fucking sting face of him laughing. I used that in the thumbnail of the tirade part five video. Because it's 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 such... I just, yeah. Look at that punchable <laughs> bitch. <laughs> He's just a, such a smug guy. Like, I had to use the manga version because the anime version doesn't quite adapt that panel one for one. Like, I, th- I, I don't even remember if I can find it or not. But, um... <laughs> I don't know, just another one of those, man, I, I hate these fuckers <laughs> moments, because stop bullying Lucy! Because um, she gets really bullied. Like, Jesus fucking, she gets a shit beat out of her. <sighs> it's just like, why? What did she do to deserve this? Yeah, because the character yeah, is even will... like, oh, I could win by, like, a ring out and give this team zero points, but she's all like, oh, no, you got second place because of me. Even though Lucy's, like, dead. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, it's like she, she suffered more for that second place. Which, I think at the end, uh, there was like a, a awards ranking in the ends of the volumes. Of like the, and she, I think she did win like most tenacious character. Mm. Like, she tries the hardest. And I'm like, I agree. Lucy's, she, she's trying so hard. Um, but um, what else was I going to say? Uh, but yeah, here you have an, also have another like, I guess, because like, I don't even see this as like, oh, look at this rivalry building between her and Minerva. Because it's like... Unlike with Flair, like, but, um, you know, there's something, I don't know, something's missing in the presentation, but uh, maybe it's because she doesn't stand a chance, um, but also, like, it also, yeah, she doesn't really get this resolved either. Urza ends up defeating Minerva, so. She's the um, jobber. She just gets squashed and. Yeah, lose. Uh, that's the term I was looking for with, uh, I, I, I used war for, with Makarov. Makarov's a jobber. Yeah, I was trying to think, like, there's a wrestling term, isn't there, for this? Um, but I used the TV tropes instead, but yeah, um. I definitely like the panel afterwards where Urza's like, you have taken the single guild you mustn't anger and made it your enemy. Like, she's, like, fucking pissed. I don't know. I like that expression. <laughs> See, it's like most of the... Like, there's some dumb shit, but most of the tournament is, like, perfectly fine, honestly. Like, um, it's just it's just the Dragon King Festival that just makes the arc be like, I kind of want to throw this out the yeah. window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so anyway, there's the the tag battles where um, first off you got the blue Pegasus uh, Ichia and Nichia versus uh, Quasar Cerberus, and you got the oh yeah, actually Ichia is strong, and you got the double page spread of his stupid fucking face, and it's like <laughs> okay, <laughs> I don't know if it's funny or not. Um, it's fine. Uh, just a, a goofy fight. Um, I mean, like, there is a degree to which this character just is a genuine creep. And, like, every time, like, Urza <laughs> is just, like, ignoring him at this point. Like, they're, they're, when they did that little pool gag chapter. And, like, oh. the, she's, like, cr- chewing everybody <laughs> right. else out. And he's like, yes, go ahead. And, and she just ignores him. No, I want you to abuse me. Or something. Yeah, no, I remember that now. Because <laughs> he's, he's, he's well, cause, like, she acknowledges his strength, but, uh... As a person, yeah, he's definitely a fucking weirdo. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess this moment was also to make up for his uh, erasure. Because that's the thing, Bacchus is supposed to, like, Urza was like, oh yeah, we were on par back seven years ago, and now he seems even stronger. But then Ichiya just fucking destroys him. So, like, he's he's just, like, See, these are all, like, strong, like, ten saint level characters. And there was, basically. there was, um... There was like the wager, like there was the whole, there was the thing where they, the round where they did all the wagers, and so like the guild name changed. But I, I don't oh, think right. Cerberus is English, because like Quattro isn't English. But then it's just like puppy. Uh, I, yeah, well, because Cerberus, yeah, I don't know, Cerberus is the dog, and now they're the the. Like, the like puppy, I, I get what so. I get what Mashima's going for yeah, here, but I, I don't know. It's just like the weird like 
quattro puppy. It it seems weird. I don't know. It's okay. Uh, they don't matter. They they're they're they just there to no. take a bunch of losses. The, the, I think they they rank last in the end outside of Raven's Tail, who got kicked out. So um, yeah, because you're right. They're basically like they only have one notable member. So it's, yeah. Um, like, cause Fairy Tail has enough notable members for two teams. Like, holy yeah. shit! Um, it's no wonder that they won. <laughs> yeah, I guess that was sort of a, a a concern I had early on. I was like, wow, we just had that whole arc with a uh, you know the the island, and there were all these characters, and now like you can only have a team of five. That's a little. But then there was a second team. So and then like, yep, so Ma- Mashima is like. You know, uh, I I really didn't like the last arc having to keep track of all these characters, and then here he is like still creating new characters. And he's like, well, there's the teams of five, but then there's two teams of fairy tale, but then there's also you can have a bonus member, like a reserve member. Yes. And so like and... everybody just ends up getting brought in again, and like there's a degree to which I can relate to that. It's like, oh, I'm not gonna do all this. I'm not gonna take all this on myself, and then you do it anyway because it's like <laughs> I can't stop. Yeah, I'll do the. I'll, I'll, I'll upload the podcast onto an alternate site later, and then you're like, I can't stop. <laughs> um. For me, it was like when I when I would still do like my wrestling videos, and I would have like the big shows, and there was it, they used to be shorter, and then it I did one that was like over two hours, and it was like three hours, five hours, That's, and I, I couldn't get, that. I couldn't shrink the the episode length, and like I couldn't stop. <laughs> Too many plot threads. <laughs> because that's well that's that was also the issue with one piece where it's like i think oda even credited like the reason this story is so long is because i introduced the warlords of the sea and it's like i can't just tell the story and not show off all seven warlords yeah and then of course he does the exact same thing later with the supernovas and so it's like god damn it so it's like yeah you just just, it's just gonna happen (laughs) if you do that shit because yeah of course he introduces like um like there's eight teams total like how is he not gonna do anything with all of them and you know, like even if Quattro Service is like the weakest one, like that, they still have like a couple, no, one, one or two notable moments. You know, so. Huh. So anyway, uh, now we get to what's kind of an infamous fight, um, especially because of the power scaling, is uh, Natsu and Gajil versus Sting and Rogue, which is kind of <laughs> like what the, the 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 quadruple dragon everyone's been waiting for. Uh, what did you think about this fight? It. It was kind of weird because it starts off as a two on two, and then, uh, you know, the the dragons, the the uh, saber tooth guys get beaten up, and then the one guy is like, "I'll take him two on one," and then he beats the crap out of him, and it's like, "Wow, he's so strong; they don't stand a chance." And then the fairy tale guys get up, and it's like, Natsu is like, "I'll take you two on one," and it's like, "What?" <laughs> and then he does, and it's like. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, I wasn't using my full strength, which is a, tr- a shonen trope we haven't talked about that much, probably because it's another one of those, like, yeah, we know, like, what's the point of bringing it up every time, mm-hmm. literally every time it happens, you know? Because that's, th- that this ha- that happens, like, like um I mean, I guess, like, uh, maybe, you know, Sting and Rogue, because they can go Dragon Force, like, on their own without having to do anything special. And so, like, maybe, like, I don't know, maybe they can't use it all the time, like, that kind of makes sense, but then, like... Natsu also destroys them. There's also, (laughs) like, a degree to which he, like, Natsu is like, oh, now I know all your tells, or whatever. So it's almost like there's a bit of strategy involved, but it doesn't, like, amount to anything. Like, we can't see, oh, Natsu had to take these attacks before to know how to, like, it's, there's not, like, a step-by-step sort of, like, strategy to, like, okay, dodge this and counter with this and whatever. It's just, like, I beat you up, I punch you a lot until you don't get up. Yeah. Like, I mean, kind of like, I guess the whole thing, 
uh, or with especially Sting is like the emotions thing. Like it comes up later too, because like like Sting's Sting, you know, he's like I don't know, like he's he's kind of like a hypocrite. He says like he because he obviously does value his friends. Like he hangs out with Rogue a lot and with Lecter, but he's trying to fit into this family of like oh no, shut off weakness and uh, friends don't matter. So he's like kind of like at odds with himself there. Um, but then. Like, then later on, Minerva sort of takes charge after, uh, Sting kills, uh, the Guildmaster, and, um, so that, but then, oh, she's like, oh yeah, use your emotions, but, like, and even said, like, he's basically saying as such when he goes into the, like, I'm basically, like, explaining Sting's whole arc, um, cause he's like, yeah, emotions, I'm gonna defeat Fairy Tail. like, oh, look, look, they're so beat up, I, uh, just a light breeze will knock him over, but, like, he gives up because he kind of has a guild arts Natsu moment where it's like his emotions are misdirected because like the thing with Natsu is like there's no reason to use all of his effort to beat guild arts you know so it's like he should so but like with Zonkro threatening the entire guild it's like yeah this is something you should be caring about so with like Minerva it's like she's the one who's got Lecter like fairy tale it doesn't matter like he's he's putting all the he's like I'm gonna use all my emotions for something that kind of doesn't matter so that's kind of like. Where here Natsu is like he's doing he's like carrying over the Yukino thing, so he's he's funny with these emotions, and he's also like just Sabretooth's been just assholes in general, so like he has reasons to like fight and be strong, I guess. So I guess he wins, and Sting has been kind of like you know like again hypocrite. Like he even pulls off a unison raid, and it fucking or union raid or whatever it's called, and with Rogue like the third one in the series, and it just it's completely fucking ineffectual for some reason. I don't understand. Um... So, because, yeah, that, that I've always thought was kind of weird because it's, like, he, he does care about friendship, but he doesn't. And yet, um, like, I feel like, it, you know, if he was able to pull it off, it would be... But I, I guess, yeah, it makes sense not being effectual against Hades because he has this whole, like, so heart outside of his body thing. But with Natsu, I don't know, Natsu's just ridiculously fucking... Don't, don't think about the power levels. Don't think about the power levels. <laughs> I don't know. Like, there's aspects that make sense thematically, but also just general plot dumbness. So, and the power of the fucking power levels. So, it's, I don't dislike it as much, but, um, I can, I, I, I 100% understand people thinking it's annoying. So, <sighs> did you have anything else to add or? Um, no, I don't I think so. There, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh yeah. And I guess I also thought this fight was kind of weird because of French. Well, cause this is where you kind of get like, cause sometimes uh, there's this message of like, fighting for your friends but not necessarily with your friends which like i ha i noticed that before but it's looking back it's kind of wrong because there are moments where the characters fight together and perfectly like i talked about a lot with the uh back in tenril island you know there's a lot of teamwork going on in that arc um so but this moment sort of told me that like um made me get the wrong idea because it's like not i f it felt like not to a stronger fighting without gajil like he he gets rid of his friend and beats the friendship pair so i was like so is mashima trying to say that fighting um you know yeah. fighting for your friends makes you stronger than fighting with your friends um which is kind of weird yeah um, it's like we're like, we're like, we're, are, we're such good friends allow me to not work with you and <laughs> yeah i'm gonna get rid of you and then i'm gonna beat win alone so I, that that aspect is definitely kind of weird because <laughs> it doesn't really tie to like the rest of the thing at all which is i don't i don't, I don't like with sing and the emotions thing because yeah, he is doing the fighting for your friends thing you know that's where his emotion comes from but it's also like fuck off kajil like because kajil's like a, a fairy tale boy now so it's like i don't know i just feel like you know if i think getting rid of kajil 
Like it's it was it was a concession for this you know the story because Gajil finds the dragon graveyard which becomes up later. Yeah. But like, it just I feel like the problems would have been fixed if it was just not so because Gajil is like he had his big moment on Tenra Island. He is a fairy tale member now. He's not like this edgy boy. He's still this edgy boy, but he's not like you know he's not like oh yeah I don't care about friends so much. So like it would have been fine if he was fighting with Natsu and then like, you know they 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 mutually shook off shook off the Unison raid and uh, whatever. And like then together they they're able to easily win. Yeah, especially because so it's, it's like, like a unison raid, which is like a big teamwork thing. And so like if they fought right. it off together, so like that would exactly it would avoid that awkward message of like you know fighting for your friends is better than fighting with your friends, which I just don't get. And um and then yeah, solve the it was so if it would have solved that it would solve the power scaling problem. It still would have been fine because uh, Gajil. I mean, I, you know, Gajil would. Maybe something happened to make piss Gajil off too, because I guess that's part of the reason why he's not there is because he doesn't have that burning emotion. Because guilds are a little like he he had another guild before, and now he's in fairy tales. So I guess like with Natsu, <coughs> fairy tales always been his home. So you know there is a bit of different context there. So I guess that that might be part of the reason too. So maybe I was ignorant of that, but uh, still is just thinking things. Um, like, that's the issue with critique. It's like, there's always a reason for everything. Even if the author didn't intend it, you can, like, read into it, you know? So, uh, it's really hard to change stuff around without changing a lot, I think. Um, or changing something that is important. So, yeah. Um, <sighs> How long do we have left, Jesus Christ? Yeah, this, ar- this arc just done? goes on forever. Well, and it's a lot of, like, little things, too. So... I mean, the, at the very least, in. I guess I've been interested in this discussion, which True. is hard to come True. by with fairy tale. <laughs> okay, so I guess we're on. We're on the. Okay, we're getting there because we're on the fifth day. No, or the or we're on the break day, and then there's the fifth day, and then the Dragon King Festival. So we're so we're getting there. It's still gonna be. This is probably gonna be our longest fairy tale episode, though. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, now um, now that I think about this arc, I guess like why I can be more like interested and talk about it more is like. Whereas before, a lot of things are just kind of boring and just kind of meh. This one, it's either things are cool and interesting, or they, like, piss me yeah. off or frustrate <laughs> me. It's kind of got that Naruto effect, doesn't it? You know? Because I feel like that was a lot of us with Naruto, where it's like, we got this these things that we really like and are cool, and then those moments that are just like, this is dumb, why did this happen? I don't know. <laughs> stuff. Just stuff like that. Um, but anyway, um... So speaking of things that piss you off, um, oh, no. how do you get the fan service chapter? <laughs> okay, so first off, this was so, yeah. weird because Jalal shows up and, he, and like it's goofy because he's got the mask and like the you know protecting his <laughs> face, but at the same time it's like in the battle with Jura, like Altier was all you can't g- give away your identity; it's gonna throw off the plan. But then he's just here. He's just at this pool where it's like... Okay, see, that's why you thought it was out of character. That makes because sense. Because it's, More like, so now. counterintuitive okay. to um. what he's trying to do. And he's just here because he's like, oh, I was following the magic, and it led me here. <laughs> it's, like, clearly just a, an excuse for Jalal to be here and look goofy and out of place. But it's like... Bruh. Yep, and then... What, like, what if somebody, like, you, like, you're at a pool. <laughs> like, what if somebody just took the mask off? I, ah! <laughs> And he even does get into, like, roughhousing shenanigans later when Ichiya knocks him over. And I love how, like, you, the Discord message went because you, you were talking about that. And then you just like, like, it got worse. And I imagine that's, uh, is that because of the Urza thing? Yes. Where <laughs> he just fall, falls over and grabs the boob like, because why? you can't have, like, literally every single anime ever 
does this every single one. Um, but it didn't happen 100 hundred. Yes, it did. Bam. Slap. Just, <laughs> I'm just gaslighting you. Um, uh, but yeah, it's like... <sighs> I mean, like, like was there anything you can good do. About, like, I don't know. Like, you can do the. <sighs> I don't know, because it's always like whenever it's accidental, it's like, oh, there's no blame to be had here because it wasn't intentional. I, I hate it. Yeah, but it happens in it. I don't know. And then uh, what else happened in the chapter? Um, uh, Flair kind of. Uh, Flair didn't even apologize. Oh, she did apologize. Okay, she said sorry, and she looks sad, and then she walks away. Um. Because she also she also explained that Raventail wasn't actually like arrested or anything. Um, then there was a goofy bit where Gray and Leon get uh, knocked through like a love slide, and Juvia is talking about BL, uh, which that happened, I guess. Uh, and everything gets destroyed because Fairy Tail was involved, because of course it does. Um, yep, fan service, just goofy. Shit, I guess, it, I guess we, it was a cool down after the- Yeah, this was this was kind of weird where it was placed, though, because, like, we just had the Jalal runs into the mystery person from the future, and then we cut away to, like, a cool down <laughs> chapter, and then we get the chapter with, um... The Guild, Guild Arts, Arts one, which yes. is just no dialogue, it's just images, yes. which was interesting. I, yes, I, I do like, because he, he does this at least one more time, where he has this, like, solo Guild Arts chapter, where it's totally exclusively through visual storytelling, and I think that's really neat. Like, he's changing it up and just trying something different, and, like, I have zero complaints about it. Like, it's just Guild Arts being Guild Arts. Like, you know his characterization well enough that, like, oh, yeah, he sees attractive girl, he helps City, uh, he ruins everything because he's a member of Fairy Tale. Um... <laughs> Because he gets excited watching the fucking Grand Magic games, and he's like, look, that's my daughter, and then he just fucking destroys the entire fucking village and gets kicked out. Like, <laughs> fairy tale. yep, helps, but also destroys everything. <laughs> so yeah, it's fine chapter. Um, then back to the actual story. Um, oh, yes, we get the, the Sabretooth wrap-up, where we get my number one favorite funniest moment in fairy tale. <laughs> I don't think it didn't make me laugh the hardest, but I did still find it amusing for some reason. I don't because I'm a broken, twisted person. <laughs> Where uh, the guildmaster just he vanishes Lecter, and Sting gets mad. Um. Yeah, I had thought of it at the time, and I was like, you know, it's interesting which characters Mashima decides to kill off. But then I was like, no, he's probably not dead because this is Mashima. It's, yeah, because it's it's Mashima. Well, because like. At this point, there was, what, like, Simon, who was a supporting character. Yes. And, like, you know, his death has been handled well, like, the effects it has had. Yeah. I mean, it was, like, this arc had characters who were affected by that. But, like, no, yeah, yeah, no main no. And, characters well, or anything. Like, v- the villains have died. Like, Hades got killed by Zareph, and then the guild... Like, Lecter didn't die, but the guildmaster died. Like, Sting fucking murdered this man. Did he die? Like, that is, like... like there was Yeah, the... no, he is dead. Oh. This, like, okay. it, com- it comes up again later. He is dead. Um, oh. So it's like... So, villains can die in this story, but uh, it, hero, no heroes die unless it's Simon, basically, is the takeaway from this conversation. Actually, I guess there was <laughs> one more character later, but... We'll get to that. I'm... Oh! I, I remember, yes. Um, though if it's who I'm thinking of, they didn't exactly die, but they did make an important sacrifice, so... Um, anyway, they the Gajil leads everyone to the... Sorry, truck beeping. Um, I still hear it. Um, but there's audacity here. Anyway, so yeah, the um, dragon... Gajil takes everyone to the dragon graveyard, and Wendy uses a spell to talk to the dragon... 
Zarkonis, who we end up seeing later because he comes through the door, um, he drops a bunch of lore. Um, 400 years ago, the world was ruled by dragons. Um, some dragons were like, hey, maybe we shouldn't rule over humans. And the other dragons were like, no, I like humans or as slaves and being food. And then they fought and dragon slayers got magic and lore. <laughs> and also that's where Acnologia came from. He was a human who turned, he was a dragon slayer who killed so many dragons he turned into a dragon. So um, I think that's the important stuff. Um, exposition, yay. How did you feel about that? Because um, that's like the most setting exposition we've really gotten, come to think of it. Um... I'm trying to even remember what the dragon said. I don't know. I just explained it. Uh, but yeah, like just just like what was what it was like 400 years ago with the dragons and the humans and Acnologia coming about. Um, it wasn't much, but it was lore, I guess. Um, then Arcadios and Yukino come in and start to explain more about the Eclipse doors, which are time travel. Because um, so it's like they have the Eclipse plan. Where like they're they're gonna go four hundred years, um, to kill Zeref before he became immortal. But then like then it changes like oh no we we're gonna use that as a cannon to stop the dragons because Rogue, um, yeah because yeah that's Rogue was going to uh, oh that's I think yeah originally they were gonna use it to I think okay try and remember from the this this convoluted plot bullshit I think in the first timeline they were gonna use it to go back four hundred years to to kill Zeref but what ended up happening is the dragons came out instead. And that killed like most of fairy tales. So, but Lucy survived, and she uses the eclipse door to go back to stop that. Um, and then, um, but then Rogue also, or and that because she stopped it, Acnologia um, took over the world instead because there were no dragons. Um, and then Rogue came back in time to use his dragon control magic to to control the dragons to stop Acnologia. And then that's this timeline. So um, it, it almost made I don't know. That it's 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 just super convoluted because it's like it's this is like the the Dragon Ball shit with Cell and Trunks, but there's like another timeline, like or or maybe no, maybe it is the same. Well, cause, yeah, because uh, like there was the first that had happened was like Trunks came from another timeline, but Cell came from another another timeline and killed that Trunks, and so there were like three timelines. I don't even. So maybe it is the same amount of timelines. Yeah, Dragon Ball <laughs> didn't do like, a great job with their seems... timeline stuff either. No, <laughs> as uh, Dragon Ball section has been uh, very informative regarding, <laughs> I should I should catch up on that. Um, but yeah, like I'm glad you were able to explain this in a way because like I I even have Mashima's handmade timeline that he yes, put in the manga yes. that he needed to explain all the plot bullshit. <laughs> And like I'm still like because uh. I don't think I, yeah I don't think I even fully understand it stood it until this read through because like it is super it's I think it I think it seems more convoluted than even the the cell trunk stuff because there's more moving parts because there's the kingdom and Arcadios and like there was their original plan that got uh you know that um caused the first timeline like there was and then so it's like yeah and then ugh, and Lucy intervened and then then there was another and then then Rogue is intervening so it's like Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just like looking at this and my eyes are glazing over. I'm like, uh, what is? <laughs> you just, you just, your soul is leaving your body. Yeah. Just, the fairy t- You're finally tapping into the fairy tale experience. <laughs> uh, this is the third hidden fairy tale magic. <laughs> fairy apathy. <laughs> um, 
So anyway, uh, Lucy gets and Yukino get imprisoned because they're because the uh, like the minister guy he's like, "What? You can't change time!" So he arrests the uh, celestial spirit mages so they don't uh, open the door. Um, and I guess, uh, oh yeah, there's uh, Yukino talks about her older sister that got uh, kidnapped by uh, the the cult worshiping Zeref. Um, I'm assuming he just completely glossed over it. I don't even remember that being a thing. Yeah, she, yeah, she was talking to Lucy in her cell, and she's talking about her older sister. Oh wait, that's right, that's and, right. Like, that was um, what's wasn't that a character we've seen before? Or yeah, it was Angel uh, from Orishion Sace, the Celestial Spirit Mage. That I I'm going to trust your judgment that that is a character that exists. You don't remember Orishion Sace? I don't. <laughs> It was she was the girl who fought Lucy. She had the Oh, she um, was evil she, mage who had the Yes, she yeah. used Yeah, Ares and Scorpius and Calum the sword one and Gemini. You know, so it's like yeah, that that one. She, that's so that cuz she yeah, she was kidnapped by the cuz I think this was like a background information bit, but um all the members of Ration Sace except for Brain were from they were slaves. They were working on the Tower of Heaven and Brain sort of took them in after uh the during or after that the the Urza stuff. So it's like, so that's, because, yeah, that's what Yukino is explaining there. Her sister was, you know, taken by the Zeref cult to go work on the, like, in the anime, you can actually see, like, the younger versions of the characters in the background, which is a really cool detail. Hmm. Um, like, before Orishion Sace even happens, like, you see those characters as children were as slaves in the Tower of Heaven arc. So, um, yeah, uh, just, it, I thought, like, the anime does a lot of stuff like that where they, like, use the fact that the manga's gone on longer to, like, you know, fix Mashima's, some of Mashima's mistakes and include little details like that. So it's like, you know, I definitely think, like, at least up to, I, I heard the season three has been not very good, like, with mostly just not having really good animation. And season two, like, okay, the, the chapter, bre- the, the season break point is really weird. I guess it was just where the animation or the, the general series director swapped, maybe. it's There was a break, I guess, too, because it's considered a whole other season on my analyst. But, like, the end of season one is when Natsu beats Sting and Rogue. Like, that's the end of season one of Fairy Tale. And then it goes on to season two, which is, like, the rest of the arc. So it, it literally ends mid-arc, which is just weird. Hmm. Um... Because I think with, like, comparing that to, uh, like, Dragon Ball to Dragon Ball Z, like, that happened pretty neatly in between the Saiyan and... Yeah, Earth. it's, like, actually a miracle how perfectly the split worked. Yeah, yeah. And with One Piece, it, they've recently got another series director, and it's at the start of Wano, so it's, like, right between arcs again. So it's... But here, it happened, like, in the middle of an arc, so... Uh, so, well, the only thing, like, I, I never watched either, or... No, I watched some of season one. I watched, like, a, a few episodes here and there. But was scrubbing through the season two footage, like they they darken the color palette for some reason, like they make it more like sat or desaturated for for no reason whatsoever, and it does. I don't think it looks very good, and I, I guess it's because oh the series is darker now a little, I guess, um, and it mostly for the next arc after this. But um, all I know was that um, in while I was partially going through your your fairy tale tirade and skipping around to try to avoid spoilers, there was the uh, there, you did have footage of uh, Gajil's like shadow power up, and I like in the manga like I expected that to look cool because it's like steel and shadow. What's that going to look like? Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like dark because you can't do much with shading yeah. and stuff. But like in the anime oh, yeah. with like the the blue and the purple, it's ah, it's it's got that edgy like Sasuke. <laughs> evil boy energy but it's gajil it's smug evil sinister gajil cementing his place as your aesthetic character for fairy tale yes this shot is more um, aesthetic than 
other than like him catching the blade through his arm and then like grabbing that it. That was oh, that's such a good moment. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the final day of the competition begins, um, and they're reintroducing all the teams. Um, you have like Fairy Tail's almost strongest team, where it's got Laxus, Gajil. Like Laxus and Urza are on the same team. Like, how does anyone defeat this? <laughs> like, come on! Like, fuck it! Like, we see Laxus take. You know, Laxus is like above Jura, who's the strongest of. Like they they do the fucking power scaling shit against where it's like, oh yeah, Jura sure is strong, but he's those the top four guys aren't even human. Mind <laughs> the them. four like, emperors. <laughs> or whatever they, yeah, I, don't, I don't even remember what they were actually called um, and those characters are a riot in and of themselves for reasons we will we'll get to um, in the future um, but yeah so it's like you got Laxus and Urza and then like Juvia is like the you know she's pretty like actually because like I remember thinking about oh that's right when the, we first saw the B team the fairy tale B team I thought it was interesting because it's like every single character there is is like in a way like an S class mage because Gajil and Juvia were both S class mages in Phantom Lord Urza and Laxus obviously are S class mages of fairy tale and then Jalal is replacing an S class mage so I was like hey they're all S that that's a fucking t- intense team <laughs> but anyway um I, yeah and I do like how the like, like, cause you also, you know, Natsu, Mira Jane, and Wendy go off to go save Lucy. So they're, they're, they have enough, they have enough people that they could go do like the side, you know, major plot shit and then still to win the tournament. Yeah. <laughs> There's such a big, but then like the thing was so like, Oh, in. with the time skip, um, the, 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 it's like the cool thing about this time skip was that like, Oh, the other characters around them have gotten stronger. So they need to improve. But then it, again, it's like, they do. They, they're just they're so overpowered. Today, yeah. Like the biggest hit over the time skip was their reputation, and they if they already got that back, yeah. basically just by being awesome at the tournament. So it's like okay, kind of it's like there there are reasons I dropped it because it's a really weird and like I think Mosh really weird time skip. Like Mosh even said that like oh I bet you've never seen a time skip like this, and I'm like no, but there's a reason for that mm-hmm. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Cause like yeah, there there it's just it is just kind of a really awkward time skip, um in a few ways like. I, I, it's not, you know, not rereading it, I'm like, whatever. But, like, yeah, there, <laughs> I was mad <laughs> reading it for the first time. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so, um, while Natsu and everyone is getting captured and talking to the princess, um, Mavis gives us her, uh, launch Operation Fairy Stars, and we get to talk about intelligent characters again. Um, <laughs> I don't know, did, did you have anything to say about this specifically, of her being the matter you were kind of talking about it earlier so i was wondering if you had more to say yeah it was kind of like what i had said earlier like here's a character who is a ghost but is <laughs> having a tangible impact see like this felt weird to me too because or for like a different reason because at first it, the character is just kind of standing there it's like okay there's no real plan for this that's just like raw emotion like they're just come fight us or whatever but then it's like no, now they're going to go, and there's actually a big plan that was set up. Like, everything was yes. predicted except for the stuff that wasn't. So it wasn't perfect, but... <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know, like... And, like, and then, I, I just it's just so goofy with... You got, like, the fucking math equations floating around her head like she's Sherlock fucking Holmes. And it's just... 
I don't know. It's just like, because we kind of talked about this before, like with Shikamaru, where I feel like he's a reasonably written, intelligent character where it's like, you understand the logic and the thought process. Yeah. With Mavis, she's like the, she's like the cartoony, she's the smart character written by people who aren't smart. Because that's the thing, Mashima, he's passionate, but he's not. You know, and like you know, there are good elements to his storytelling. As I'm discovering, it's funny that you bring up Shikamaru really as, a, as an example, though, because like Kishimoto even said he had trouble writing him because he wasn't yeah. as smart as he made Shikamaru yeah, yeah. be. But we're with Mashima, like you know, I I don't think he's that smart a guy. Just reading from his, like at least not, it doesn't show up in his work. Mm-hmm. Like he's he might be, you know, he he's he's definitely got like he's older than me. He's probably got experience in certain ways, but like. You know, just in general, like, intelligence, like, I don't know, it doesn't show up in his work so much, because, like, and maybe this is, like, because this is, like, that smart character written by a person who's not that smart, mm. um, because it's, like, she just, it just, it just happens. Like, there's no logic behind it, because it, there, it's not, it's just, like, it's not supposed to make sense to a, a to a lowly human like ourselves, so... Like, it's just, like, it, it's, it doesn't bother, it, you know, it doesn't bother me as much as it might abuse to, but it's, like, you know, it's not strong writing, like, I... It's not strong writing for an intelligent character, but it's also, like, you can't write someone smarter than yourself. Like, that's literally, like, impossible. Yeah. Uh, in- unless you do something like this. So it's, like, I guess. Um, <sighs> and I do, I, though I do like how her plan does kind of fall apart. Like, because, like, later on she was, like, crying because, like, uh, the Urza and Kagura and Minerva were fighting. And she's like, ah, I don't know. And, of course, before that you had uh, Grey where you know she he wanted to fight Rufus and she's like you're outmatched and but um it, you know so you know that her plan's not perfect so at least there's that the, but, there's um, there's so. always the like the meme speak of like facts don't care about your feelings but here it's like feelings don't <laughs> care about your facts because <laughs> that's fa- you just described fairy tale perfectly I feel like that holy shit I feel like that could apply to <laughs> Like, I don't know, because One Piece is very similar in that regard, at least like Luffy, where he's like, <laughs> like you had described it in your, your uh, fairy tale thing. Um, like you had talked about how he how he acted with Alabasta, like all these characters have all their different political motivations. And, you know, it, just like stopping them won't be enough because like Crocodile has his hands everywhere. Uh, and so Luffy just like acts on his emotions and like how he can connect to people. And he's like, it'll work out somehow. And I mean, fairy tale is yeah. like that in a way. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I just love how it's just so succinct. That's what I like about it because it in uh, like five words you could like you just explained all of fairy tale. <laughs> like it's so perfect. Because <laughs> um, Mashima does care a lot about the feelings. Like he talked about in like I, I mentioned it in the the Rave Master video at the end of the afterward for one of his one shots. He's like he mostly cares about getting emotions across to the viewer. So he mostly cares about, like, he cares about feelings over facts, you know? So, which is, so his stories have a lot of, like, plot mishaps and, oh, yeah, uh, I, I made a mistake, it laughs, uh, just that kind of stuff. But, you know, emotions. Um, and I do feel things sometimes reading this manga, so, you know, it works. <laughs> That's um, what was so weird about this arc, uh, because there is a moment later where I was like, why am I feeling emotions? This arc was I so... I know the one you're talking about. Because it got me watery-eyed if it's the same one. Um, and see, Mashima made me feel things with his dumb time travel bullshit. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, God. That's why I say, like, this is, like, my second favorite arc so far. And it's also the arc that just, like, broke me. <laughs> it's a contradiction. You're Zara. Oh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's God. Naruto all over again. 
<laughs> you need to be top no juice, dude. Uh, so anyway, um, any thoughts on Gray versus Rufus? Because um, I feel like I had something to say, um, but uh, I need to check my notes. I mean, I know like um, he was the guy with the memory magic where he can just like imagine anything but then gray is like okay i'll just use an attack once but it's just like this all out unrelenting just like yeah and so like he oh yeah yeah that was a cool i see that's the thing of gray having like again it was the same with the earth here and using the blood where like gray's magic is about creativity so he sometimes has these has these moments that are that are pretty creative because here he is like oh i bet you can't memorize all these spells can you and he uses like slightly different variations and he like overwhelms rufus's magic and it's like that's pretty neat (laughs) so i guess like I mean, as far as, like, themes go, like, it kind of ends with, he's like, look, fire, and, and Scray's like, fire? <laughs> he's just like, like, he laughs it off, basically, and, and wins. And, like, so I, I guess there's kind of, like, an experience for the thing where it's, like, Rufus memorizes so much, but, I don't know, Gray, Gray, like, Gray also has his own memories, so. Oh, yeah, know. the guy um, who can memorize anything gets beaten by the guy who would have memory of, like, super hot fire because of all the battles with Natsu. Right, right. So it's like so. Gray had like yeah, yeah. Rufus has experienced this fire, but Gray's has more experience. Like, cause yeah, he has the seven years. Like Sabretooth is the younger guild here. So um, you know, which is it's a it's a weird kind of like flip on the like because we talk about the passing of the torch stuff and no, but no, the, these fairy tale characters are still firmly holding onto the torch. Torch. It's the Sabretooth characters who are too young. So huh, I hadn't thought about that because that's. Like, kind of like, you never saw my growing up video for One Piece, have you? Because uh, it's got spoilers for Wano. I guess not. So, no, I don't think so. Yeah, because, like, part of the, you know, where it's, like, after the time skip, I feel like, well, I talked about it on the Ninja too, though, so where it's, like, I feel like One Piece is paying more attention to how the Straw Hats have grown, and them as, like, parent figures and, or just in general, like, influencers to the world around them, you know, not just child children growing up, but they're also a, more adults, so it's, like, you kind of have that element in this fight, you could say, which I hadn't thought about before, maybe it's more, there's more to it in around more or less like so i don't know because it's, it's at least this one moment so i can't think of anything else off the top of my head though um but there is more there's more oh yeah oh look mashma introducing even more characters with the the, the wolf squad from, uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> this just felt unnecessary it's like we need more fights here are more fights well uh, though apparently these guys were like uh they're from like i think it's mentioned that they're from a contest like, these guys are designed by fans, and then Mashma drew, except for the, the leader guy with the mask, like, also, huh. I, those are pretty good designs, like, I was like, yeah, these guys look like fairy tale characters, like, I never questioned it, like, yeah, Mashma would draw these guys, but no, these, they're, apparently they're fan designs, and I'm like, that's, that's cool, <laughs> like, uh, someone submitted the, their, char- and Mashma just drew that character with some cool magic, and they fought fairy tale, and it didn't matter, but it was cool, I guess, um, like, there's the one fisherman who has, like, the really dumb face, but he says, like, really sinister shit. <laughs> like, I am Olosuke, the executioner, but it's, like, just a zoom in on just his stupid face. Like, okay. <laughs> See, like, I never questioned it. It's like, yeah, this is Mashima, right? No, it's, no, someone else drew this, apparently. <laughs> or designed it. Oh, there's, there's a, a particularly, uh notable fake death thing with Arcadios save, being saved by Horologium, but we already kind of saw that with Wendy. Though he doesn't... Arcadios doesn't end up naked. No, he doesn't. Even though, like, it was a last-minute save. <laughs> Fucking Mashima 
Just, just, he's already shown his willingness to strip dudes before, or, mm, well, later on it happens with, uh, Zarkonis, because he uses it, he's just, oh, oh, a pervert, I like naked people, like, the the and, yeah, but it, it hits the men first or something, so, like, so he's willing to do it, he just didn't, I guess maybe, I don't it would have been too distracting. I, I don't know, because, like, like Mashima does his weird windy. tonal bullshit, even in, like, intense fights. So it's Dude, like, yeah, no, you like, already don't have like, a grasp uh, <laughs> on how to balance so, tone, just why even bother at this point? <laughs> so I need to make sure of something, because a, lo- you know, uh, a day or two ago, you um, you were bringing up his, like, the weird tonal shit, where it's like, oh, cool, mid-battle sexual harassment. Is that going to be my next video, instead of mid-battle flashback, <laughs> just mid-battle sexual harassment? Um, no. But, and, and you were like, and I was like, I know exactly what moment you were talking about without even, like, you bringing it up. And correct me if I'm wrong, it's the moment where Natsu grabs Lucy's boobs, yes. right? Yeah, because it was, it's just too notable to, like, not pay attention to. <laughs> And it's so stupid. Um, so yeah, I just want to make sure that uh, I was correct. And, and in that, like I, in I that case, exactly it's not even about. the accidental. Like he just does it, and it's like, no, why? Right, why? <laughs> yeah, it's so weird because like I I think I brought that up in one, in one of the Tyra videos because it's like Natsu is supposed to be an innocent child character, yet that's kind of like a, I don't know that that moment seems weird to me because it's so explicit. Because he's he's just straight up. That's like, like the one like again, aspect like said, where he's he's different yeah. from Luffy. Where like Luffy's just dumb when it comes to that stuff, and he just doesn't care. Natsu's got to be like, oh no, uh, I am the I am the harasser. <laughs> yeah, because well, it's like he does it. Like Luffy's never done anything like that. We're not because Natsu also had the incident on Galuna Island where the guard is just like. Uh, you know, he's like, he asks uh, Lucy to strip, and Natsu and Grey just, like, start stripping her, and she's like, guys, fuck off, you know, like, so it's like, he's not doing it, like, he's he's doing it because he's being ordered to, which is dumb, and, and but it's like, you know, so it's like, he takes part in those antics more, but even though it's like, he still seems kind of innocent to them, I don't know, it's weird, like, though he did, um, there was a moment where he saw a girl and blushed, I think, I can't remember what it was, though, um, when was that? I know what happened. I just don't remember who it was. It wasn't Lucy. Um, I I anyway, don't know. Um, yeah. But like, are you saying there's like a degree to which it doesn't feel like genuine? Like it doesn't feel in line with his character? No, I mean, it just I don't know. It's like I don't. It just doesn't seem like Natsu's sexually attracted to women except that one time. But but he'll still do like sexual related stuff. So oh no, well I guess he was embarrassed about being in the bath with Urza. So I don't know. It's a little inconsistent, and I haven't like framed it in a way that makes it under, that explains it for me, I guess. Because um, like, yeah, he doesn't care about Lucy at all, and it'll just like like because um, in one of the uh, the 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 comment things with Mira, like she even uh, jokes about like um, it with with Lucy, but he has seen you naked, right? And she's just like yes. <laughs> so it's like because it happens a lot. <laughs> so but he doesn't seem to care as much, or maybe he does. I don't know. It seems. I don't know. There's there's other things from later to consider too. Um, I mean, like there. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> you're like moving on, and I'm like, more. no, we will stay. Now let's move on. I won't. You can go if you want. Like I, I love having you talk, especially after like we had so many episodes where you're just like, yeah, it's it's fair sale. Yeah. <laughs> so so go ahead. I, I know p- some people oh, listening are, they get irritated when I go on these tirades. Um, yeah. But like. Because, again, like, I, I'm also trying to think of it from, like, the perspective of, like, how it has been incorporated into her characterization in the past. And, like, also, like, thinking about 
I don't know, because, like, Grey has the gags where he, like, like, it's just, like, it gives him power taking, I don't know. So, I don't, I don't yeah, know. Strips, I don't yeah. know what a moment like this is supposed to mean. Like, does it add anything to her character? <laughs> no, maybe. I don't know. Well, yeah, because, like, there was, like, there was literally in the first chapter the whole thing where, like, she's trying to use her sexuality as a weapon, but then when it's being, uh, you know, ex- exploited, like, she's not able to, she's not strong enough to, do, but then she's still being harassed, even though she's much stronger, she still kind of gets harassed and abu- in that way, so it's like, has anything changed, even though she's gotten stronger? It ultimately you know? just like, kind of boils down to, don't think about it, which is like, I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm actively trying to give fairy tale the benefit of the doubt here. But if it just boils down to don't think about it, it then it's like then it's, there's nothing to take no, away, no. and it's like, right. No, it's it's that yeah, uh, not at least nothing good, you know. So, <sighs> so like I said, moving on, fairy tale beats up the guys, and they're like, uh, because like like you know, Natsu says they are willing to make enemies of the, of the world if they they don't burn a flag, but they are <laughs> willing to make enemies of the whole world. Um, so they they beat up the the guys and they move on, and they run into the person from the future, um, uh, Urza Kag- Kagura and Minerva k- square off. It, it's cutting around, so I'm doing one of those again. Um, do we get the whole full fight here? No, it cuts away again. Yeah, it cuts away to them seeing future Lucy, and getting a bit more. Uh, do we have anything to say about the uh, Minerva Kagura? There was quite a bit to it too, the Urza stuff. Uh, are we just talking like the initial scuffle where like they they? Well, I'm I'm thinking that's just the whole, uh, the whole fight. fight. Just get it over um, with. I mean, like I guess there is like an interesting element where Minerva like butts into their fight and then is like, oh, uh, I'm gonna have to back out because I can't actually defeat you two on one. So this is an honor or whatever to you. <laughs> and so then of course they have to fight each other because. She's... Character drama. Uh. Yeah, oh, and this is... Uh, I just need to... Oh, that's that right! Chapter, this, this is, is another where... moment where it's like Mashima builds up to a big reveal that ultimately means nothing. Because, like, when Kagura finally unsheaths her blade and uses it, Urza just blocks it. And it's like, this. here's a thing that was built up as, like, she's so strong, she doesn't even have to unsheath her blade. She's just hitting people with, like, the hilt and, like, knocking them out and winning fights. But then when she finally uses her big yeah. power up, you know, she actual sword thing, it it's nothing. Yeah, though, I guess, like, there is, like, because it, it ties into the whole, like, thematic thing. Because, like, you know, Kagura, she was so obsessed with her revenge, you know, she was not living. She, her, her blade was always sheathed. She didn't care. Like, like, there was one fight. I think they lost or had a draw just because she wasn't taking it seriously. She didn't care because she's so fixated on this one thing. So... But when she does sheath her blade, it's about the... And I do like the panel of, like, the with all the... Like, like doesn't uh, it, like, crack uh, the ground the, and stuff? Like, it's this big, giant, like... <sighs> well, I was thinking about the one where she's drawing the sword, and she's, like, crying, and she's got all the dark, shadowy shit on her uh... face. Like, I've always liked that page. That one looks uh, uh, neat. Um, but, yeah, like, uh, I'm trying to see the one about cracking the ground. Um, well, it's like when she finally strikes Urza with it, I think there's a big... Oh yeah, there's like yeah, there's like a big dust cloud behind her after Urza blocks it from Kagura, yeah, just like the strength of her that attack. Um, but yeah, like anyway, as I was saying, ultimately like Kagura just draws the blade, like she's trying, you know, um, she's trying to kill, and yeah, Urza doesn't want, still doesn't want to die, even though she's grieving, like you know, fight to live and such. So um, 
but yeah, you're, yeah. The, as for all the build up goes, it does kind of amount to, um, you know, like nothing like strength wise. But uh, oh yeah, Urza gives a little backstory where it turns out she helped Kagura as a child, um, and the line where she's like, um, "I've always worried about you and hoped that you would live on," and she's, "I still do," because like that goes into like, like yeah, Kagura's alive, but she's not living, and Urza had like that's why she still has that hope for her to you know change, you know, because she's been trapped in that past. And yeah, it's there's stuff there, I guess. Um, and of course, Minerva comes in to fucking stab her um, because <laughs> this is where the comically evil bit comes in. Because after that, she uh, like she she releases Miliana, and like she was she was just like I was bored, so I just started tur- torturing her, and I'm, I'm like, <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> Minerva's just evil. Like, <laughs> what were you gonna say? Um, no, yeah, originally, I guess, uh, when she had, like, told the, the guild masters, or she had told, uh, Sting, she was like, oh, I actually saved the cat, you know, the cat's not dead, I used my powers, and at first I'm like, she's probably just lying to manipulate this guy into doing what she wants, but no, she actually did save the yes, cat, so right. she's not, she's not comically totally. evil, like, she does... <laughs> not she's not yeah she's not pure evil well it's just like i guess this moment was this is like because comparing it to the kuro, he- kuro uh, heavy and the uh kuro suchi mm-hmm. i was getting confused there because i was just like because they're both named kuro so i'm like wait 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 what's going on but yeah like i uh, like the kuro heavy one was supposed to be funny where it's like i laughed at like but like, this one she's just again just, but yeah but this one it's the, not the, that same self-awareness like she's just evil yeah. so so yeah even you know with you know kurosuchi throughout the photo and minerva throughout the the tortured cat girl and i'm just like oh my god this is just so over the top um so like she literally had no reason to do it except that she was bored like <laughs> jesus christ <sighs> and then it's like yeah. like you know she she stabs kagura because she's like the only one left standing because like Urza has just had her leg like crushed, and so at this point you're yeah. thinking, okay, Ur- Urza just had to fight that like um, Minerva couldn't beat them two on one at when they were at full strength. So now it's like, oh no, Urza's probably probably screwed. Uh, no, because <laughs> then she just unlocks her <laughs> second Didn't, origin um, that she hadn't been using. No, never mind. It's a line that ha- hasn't happened yet. But there's a fucking infamous quote where Happy basically explains Urza winning. Because it's Urza, <sighs> like, it's just such a, it's, it, it's like, like, Urza wins and Lucy loses her clothes. Those are, like, the tropes with the two characters. Urza, Urza, Urza is the John Cena of fairy tale. <laughs> she just fucking wins. She just... <laughs> uh, can you, but can you see her? Um, I'm sorry, that's all I know I was just saying, about wrestling. <laughs> at least you got something. <laughs> He's, I just, uh, I just... Uh, I guess that it hurt. <laughs> I didn't mean to hurt you. No, it's fine. Uh, um, um, so anyway, let, I'll get back to the Minerva stuff because they solved their fight. But there's the uh, Natsu and they talk to the princess and Lucy and or stuff kind of figuring shit out. Um, well, more about the, the like, you know, Lucy came to the past because of the, the bad future and... Natsu, Natsu says thank you for you know giving us a future because she's you know fairy tale fighting for for the better and stuff. Um, 
Then we get uh, Gajil versus Rogue, who gets uh, possessed by his, his inner darkness, which turns out to be foreshadowing for the, the main antagonist of the arc. <laughs> He's got a Zetsu. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> you made it worse. <laughs> it was perfect. I love it. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know. I don't... Uh, yeah, the shadow, you know, Gajil eats the shadow and he gets, like, his second element, which does not happen for Wendy, by the way. Like, so, uh, in case you I wonder what her but, element um, mix is going to be. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a good sign. I just, well, I just said it doesn't happen. So. Oh, oh, I thought you said it didn't happen you, yet. No, it doesn't, it doesn't happen at all. Oh, uh, rip. So, yeah, um, sad. Which would have been, uh, might have been cool. Like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Wendy can't, can't of pull off the same, like, edgy aesthetic of shadow and steel, so maybe that's why Mashima just doesn't bother. Right? Like, he's got this whole big edgy spread. It looks cool, but it, it is edgy as fuck. Um, because, yeah, he eats the shadow. Um, like, I, get, I don't know. Gajil has a line about how, like, you know, um, he's gonna instill fear within Rogue. Like, oh, remember how he used to be? But I don't, I don't know about the, the conflict, how that factors into the overall conflict so i don't have too much to say about this fight like gajil strong he beats up rogue he beats up that darkness oh yeah i guess this um, is kind of it as far as like gajil as a double agent is concerned because like raven tail is done yeah the raven tail stuff yes that's true um and it didn't even ivan was here in this arc and it never came up once hmm. like I never, yeah that's why like I think, me thinking well, of it wait. it was just an afterthought i was like oh yeah i guess that was a Oh no, no! It did. It did come up. It came up during when Laxus was fighting Ivan. He's like, "Oh yeah, we knew everything you were planning because of Gajil." And Ivan's like, "What? Gajil was a double agent." And well, but I guess like it, there's no there's no so. character moment out of that for Gajil, for, and that's I guess no, the disappointing aspect of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you kind of already got him as a like I am fairy tale back in Tenral Island, but not with Raven Tail. Like, we, there's nothing. There's no interaction between Gajil and anyone in Ravenstale. That, that's much. why like, I, I had said think... it kind of just feels like an afterthought yeah. because, like, yeah, it gets yeah, mentioned, yeah, yeah. but, eh. So yeah, no, I, no, I, I get you. It is uh, Raven. Like I said, I do like the Laxus fight against Ravenstale, but overall, Ravenstale is handling the story with them just getting thrown out for the entire story is just really weird. Um, lucky for them, Aration says set the bar very low. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I'd still put Ravenstail above Aration Sace, you know, for all the weird mishandling. Um, so we're almost done with the fighting. Um, Jura one-shots Olga, um, and then he has another kind of cool fight against Laxus. Um, I don't know if I have anything to say. I have to check my notes. Um, oh! There was a oh, there was a little a little line Laxus said that I thought was neat. Um, he said, "I'm all fired up." Yeah, and I thought that was adorable because it's like, because yeah, Laxus gave Natsu like his lightning powers, but he also took something from Natsu. Like in you know being more aligned with Fairy Tail, he's like, eh, "That's such a Natsu thing to say," but Laxus is saying it, so I just thought that was cute. <laughs> Oh yeah, I guess there is also a bit of the fight where uh, uh, Jura is like, "Oh, I guess you are Makarov's grandson," and Lax is like, "No, hold, no, no, don't, 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 no, I don't like that." And yeah, but you know, because because think about it, like he, huh? I didn't think about it this way because Laxus has finally surpassed Makarov because they were talking about how like Jura is like he surpassed Makarov in power, so like by surpassing Jura, Laxus has surpassed Makarov. Laxus is so now one of the ten wizard saints. 
he's at least at he's definitely at that level but like um he's just like i was just think because his whole thing back in the his arc was to surpass makarov and by like sort of embracing the guild like you know embracing natsu's mindset mm-hmm. and being all fired up like he's finally done that so i think that's character development Woo! yay, <laughs> yay! <laughs> so i think there's urza versus minerva who uh she has special armor and she wins because she's Urza. Um, oh, there's also like a Gray and Juvia do a tag team attack against uh, Sharia and uh, Leon. I guess. How sweet! Um, they were able to work together. Yeah. Yay. Um, Although I'm still like confused because there was the interaction he had with Urza in the one arc where Ur- Ur- I think it was Urza where she's like, you know what. How long are you going to keep leading her on? When are you going to say something? And then it's like, it seemed like something was going to happen this arc, and then nothing did. It kind of did, because at the end, um, like, Julia went to, like, hug him, and he dodged, and he's like, well, oh, yeah, you I guess know, he was like, what I don't yeah, like too, I guess so. there was that. So, he's being a little bit more honest, but he's also not outright rejecting her, so... Um, slight. Well, because I guess that's Gray's thing. Because go, going back to Galena Island, like you know, Leon is the one. He's got the dynamic magic. He's the one who's trying to you know rush forward and surpass Ur, but he's also trapped in the past. He's stuck. He's he's static. Um, where Gray is, he's using static magic, but and you know he he does care about the past, but he's also slowly moving forward. And uh, so he's still doing that with Juvia. He's slowly moving within that relationship because like yeah this is and this is a, a small movement so i guess where he's being willing to be more honest with her even if it means rejecting her a bit so yeah um but urza wins i don't have anything to say there <laughs> yeah there's not much to take away she just puts on the special she won with armor this time that's pretty rare like normally she just like goes to her like you know battle samurai looking mode and just fucking wins because she's urza and but no here well okay though i will say like that made more sense to me because i think oh it was bacchus i think and maybe it was mentioned a few times before but it's like because i was always confused it's like okay urza's magic is just changing her clothes and her weapons like you know, is she just, so she's just, like, crazy physically strong, but no, it turns out you can supplant your, like, physical attacks with magic, like, Bacchus uses, like, hand-to-hand fighting style, but it, he, he just, he just, you know, he makes it more powerful with magic, mm-hmm. so Urza, that's, that's what Urza does with her sword, so it's like, okay, that makes more sense to me, because it's like, these characters are wizards, but, like, you know, she's just a swordsman, but no, it's magically enhanced swordsmanship, so that makes sense. By um, putting her armor back on, she subverts the Mashima trope <laughs> of women, you know, the less clothes they have, the more powerful they are. It's still got a very noticeable, like, boob window <laughs> thing, but yeah. <laughs> Let me give Mashima some sort of credit. <laughs> So anyway, the lat I've kind of already talked about Sting's whole arc because you know he like brings the whole guild to him and they like they get the the spread of them all facing him down like all right we're ready to go whenever you are. And th- this was like, pretty cool. All- <laughs> I I did kind of like how this ended because yes. it's like oh everybody's beaten down he might win and then he just like gives up. Right, because again like he did it's it again it's very comparable to Natsu and Guild Arts because like he has all these emotions he's trying to li- but they're 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 misdirected here like. Uh, fighting fairy tale does really does nothing you know um so you know and like he's been a whole hypocrite with like the friendship and oh i but i hate friends but i do like this uh, so you know it makes you, sense you could maybe see of... this as like in this moment he might have had the power to beat them but as like was discussed with um what's her face earlier like you know he has the power of emotion like natsu and so like 
the power it power isn't everything and so like he puts aside his power and surrenders here because of emotions yeah. and then he ends up getting lector back right and he gets lector back and it's like oh, okay sure <laughs> he hugs and they cry and redemption um and like uh, the way you said that it's like see, an achievement in a video game redemption <laughs> ding <laughs> 50 uh, gamer score points um <laughs> I guess Sting is an epic gamer. Um, I don't know where that came from. Why did I say oh, no. that? <laughs> um, so yeah, then, uh, but yeah, Fairy Tale wins the Grand Magic Games. Um, I was gonna say so. Oh yeah, see, I think like, like in the past, because uh, I was, I, I hated F- Sabretooth so much, like, because they were such smug cunts. Um, like, I was actually disappointed when they were like kind of redeemed, basically. But now I'm like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> how dare these villains so, be redeemed in a right like because like i've even said they're not as bad like that's kind of what i like about them as antagonists because they're like they're assholes that's that's the only reason they're bad guys this they're not like you know i mean minerva has her moments for sure but like you know no one else is and rogue has his like inner darkness but they're not and oh and the guild master's a piece of shit but you know um so like uh, half of the major characters aren't like really evil so they're just dicks <laughs> so um but we're not done yet (laughs) can we just stop here can we be done (laughs) we all wish we could be done but no we have i can't do it without you and you can't do it without me and now i'm quoting that video i linked to you Um, because it's just too perfect you're just like what is this you're gonna walk out and but no we're no we're not done um, I drew a line in the sand, but it was actually a jutsu shiki, <laughs> and now I can't escape. <laughs> Let me out. <laughs> Though speaking of, since you mentioned that, like Freed was like he's a pretty strong guildmate, but he did not take part in the exam at all. So, or in the exam? Why did I say exam? <laughs> in the magical games. How at all. sad! Like he wasn't. Yeah, I just thought that. I just saw him in the crowd, and I was like, "Huh, he didn't participate." I mean, there once, was a there was, was the part where he was like bodyguard for the injured people. True, true, because he has the the perfect uh, magic for that. So, so anyway, um, Arcadios approaches a princess because she's been doing some weird shit, and it turns out that uh, she's been taking uh, advice from some future person who's not a woman but a man, and oh, it was it's rogue future edgy boy rogue Uh i don't know how i feel about like this being the final antagonist (laughs) it's like uh... there are cool ideas here like okay there was a there was like a panel of um when it was like natsu talking to ultir and ultir's like oh we gotta kill the present rogue to take out the future rogue and then natsu's like well the rogue of now hasn't committed any crimes so we're not gonna kill him because we're just we're you know you're taking us down the wrong road you're killing an innocent person and it's like that's interesting what does that have to do with the rest of the arc? Like, what is that thematically? Yeah, the it's like a totally like, different idea. I mean, like, I guess you can, if you squint your eyes, you kind of like. I guess if you squint darkness. and you look, <laughs> look really closely. <laughs> like, because Rogue has this inner darkness, and so maybe that was fostered because of the the shitty guild environment. So you got the nature versus nerd. But that's not really like like I, there's. I guess for me at least, there's not enough connecting those two ideas through rogue like that and really. you know maybe like, there is something there well, maybe it's just because i'm bad at understanding what nature versus nurture even means as a theme so maybe <laughs> there's a whole underlying maybe. message i'm not getting because well, like it, it's just kind of weird because it's like 
So, because Rogue, during the the, dra- the fight against the dragons and stuff, he says, like, Sting is the light keeping him from falling into darkness. But future Rogue turned dark because Fro died, the cat. And he killed Sting himself. So Fro is the light that's keeping Rogue from the... I don't... Hmm. What? That doesn't make sense to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, it's just... Because, like... Which friend matters most to Rogue? Like, past Rogue thinks it's Sting. To future Rogue, it was obviously, um... What's it called? Fro. Uh, Fro, yeah. Um, so, I, I don't... Yeah, and then, and then like, the whole... Like, again, like I mentioned before, Natsu's speech. Like, it, it wh- how does that tie into the whole tournament arc? Like, it just... It feels like... Like, the... Because the, the, the... Like, the themes of the tournament kind of, like, wrap up with the final... With the tournament... And then you have this whole, like, Dragon Festival, like, Mashua just kind of s- staples it on. Yeah. It's like, yes, climax. Uh, and, uh, you know, so it's like, you know, there, there's, like you said, there's there's ideas that are there. They, I, it's I, just like, it just all kind of cu- comes in. And there's the emotional moment with uh, future Lucy later. Like, because, like, her dying, like, that didn't get me so much. But, like, later on was when it got to me. And I was like, oh, oh, no, Mashua, you can't just make me feel things like See, this. like, there, there aren't... <laughs> See, uh, that's why I almost feel like this could have just been a separate arc with like because I remember like what it yeah. really like made me feel like w- it just felt really weird was like they came home after the conflict and they like had this trophy and they held up this trophy and I'm like but it it doesn't feel like something like they just had a like a world ending fight they fought to survive and it's like here's the trophy we won yeah. at the Great Magic Games. It feels like yeah, it feels like a tournament just ended. <laughs> like, I mean, I guess you could say the Zareth stuff more closely links to the because that was like his magic and stuff. But like, it, it's still kind. It, it's just yeah. It's it's just weird, really weirdly structured, I guess. Um. Huh. Anyway, we're almost done. So yeah, Future Rogue comes in and he's like, "I gotta kill Future Lucy because she's fucking with time. Uh, because she's gonna because she's gonna make the world ruled by Acnologia and only I can stop it." Um, but Natsu's like, we gotta choose our own future, and Lucy dies, uh, well, before that, actually. Um, and it is, like, su- like, yeah, not to get super emotional, of course, because he just saw Lucy die in front of him, even if it wasn't his Lucy, it was still Lucy, so, like, he definitely, obviously cares, obviously he cares about her, so, um. Yeah, and, like, that moment was interesting, I mean, like, obviously it's the death of a character who doesn't actually matter really because like it's a future right. <laughs> <laughs> fucking savage way you put it though um but I, no it's but true. like <laughs> i don't know just like the way the death was portrayed and like the characters reacting in the moment it was i don't know it's like not a way the only other like parallel i could think of which even e- wasn't even like quite the same was like when when trunks when cell comes back and like kills trunks and it's like very just like sudden and like oh no um not many like portray it in that way like i don't know it's more of like a drama and like a no or it's like they see the death of the character after the and the aftermath i don't know see and it's also weird like because also like comparing it to like an actual time travel thing steins gate where you have like characters you know quote unquote dying repeatedly but like it's different because like this is a different lucy so for me like the emotions aren't there so to speak even though it's also our Lucy, but one year later, so I don't know. It just it just doesn't feel as meaningful, I guess, in that way. At least not in this moment, because like later there's a good moment later. So I don't know. I'll just get to that moment eventually. <laughs> but yeah, because it is like the future Lucy, so it is an expendable character, yeah. I guess. <laughs> um. So anyway, um, 
they talk, they're, they're still figuring out what, what the deal with all the eclipses. Um, they, they talk to the king who's like, Hey, all the guilds here, you'll be able to help us with the dragons. Right. And also the Raven master characters are there because uh, <laughs> of course they are. Uh, they're going to also fight dragons. They've had experience with fighting dragons. Let's be real though. Um, but anyway, the, uh, the door opens, Lucy realizes, oh, wait, fuck. Um, I, you know, uh, well, well uh, there's a weird bit where like, oh, Crux was looking up information. And I only just got it a few minutes ago. Um, so, uh, okay. Um, but yeah, the door opens and dragons start coming out. Yeah. I mean, just uh, this, this, this arc is so much like <laughs> like we go from well, we go from the the tournament to then we have like time travel shenanigans and dragons from 400 years so we got to fight a bunch of dragons and this big door that <laughs> and time travel shenanigans ah yeah no like like i understand why you're so frustrated like it's probably making a little bit more sense like i explained it you know i guess succinctly enough more or less earlier as you said um it, like but definitely unfolding it's just because like oh no and because he can't changes his plans too so you're like you're learning information that's suddenly no longer relevant you know and it's like and then it's like or but then it is and is it or it's it's, it's like you said it's a lot and it doesn't <laughs> that's why i had even said like with, with like the themes like we go from friendship and like uh and, you know, family, guilds, families, and, you know, all this competition and stuff, too. Now you've got this, like, the future and, you know, moving forward and eh, um, choosing your own future, so to speak. Like, having that kind of freedom to do... It's, it's, it, they are kind of disconnected, but there's, like... Like, again, there's maybe a line... Like, I don't know, it just could... It, it could could have stood to be a bit more cohesive, you know, if he was going to mix these arcs like this. Because, um, yeah, like, as it stands, the Dragon Festival is sta- just stapled onto the end of the Grand Magic Games. And it is it does kind of put a damper on it. Because, like you said, it's your second favorite arc, but I feel like without the Dragon Festival, it would easily be first, right? Um, potentially, because that, that, that would change okay. up Edelis the way was, things yeah. wrapped up a bit. But maybe. Yeah, of course. Because yeah. Edelus was, but, like, um, an arc that, even if it was small and, like, it didn't, have the, it didn't hit the same highs as... The Grand Magic Games, it felt more, like, thematically cohesive, I guess. Which is a rarity <laughs> with me and Mashima arcs. <laughs> yeah, no, I gotcha. Um... But yeah, like, you, the way you described it, like, it's it's stapled on, but it's also, like, you know when you try to, like, line up the pages, but the, the one, the extra one is a little, it's a little ways off, it's not quite <laughs> fit in there perfectly. That, that That's the Dragon Festival. <laughs> you know. <laughs> It's perfect. I love it. Um, wait, so the dragons are coming out, and uh, oh, we do find out that the uh, Sting and Rogue they they were bragging about yeah we killed our dragons, but also like the dragons were dying anyway, and um, th- it was to get them to bathe in dragon blood, um, or something, and so so like or as Rogue put it, it was an assisted suicide, and because that's the thing, it's like they're dragon slayers, but like. Natsu is the only one who's actually able to kind of do something against a dragon, and it's only because he has, like, the specific... Like, he's a fire dragon slayer fighting a fire dragon. Yeah. Like, everyone else is kind of... Like, they, they everyone else... It's like... And whereas earlier, like, they were bragging about how they killed their dragons, and it's like, you're, they're right, so right. full of shit, because, like... We were just being edgy! We didn't really mean it! Because <laughs> <Like, laughs> that's kind of what it is. It's like, they're bragging, and then when they're actually put in this situation, it's like, oh, no... 
you know, you aren't shit. Um, though I guess also I, thinking about it, like everyone is like wounded, especially like like looking at the bandages, like Laxus, Kajil, and Rogue. Like Laxus just fought like sub- re- re- reportedly the the strong one of the strongest mages on the continent. You know, uh, Gajil got pretty fucked up with the Dragon Force and stuff. Rogue got fucked up by Gajil using the Dragon Force, so it's like they're a bit weakened. Um, oh, I stumbled on a page. <laughs> so it's like you, introducing new characters is one thing, but Cobra. <sighs> I know why. I know exactly why he's back. Because he's a dragon slayer. That's the only reason this character has any amount of relevance here. Because he happened to be a dragon slayer. And this isn't the only time he's going to show up again for being a dragon slayer. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, (laughs) I just think it's funny because Cobra is just like... Like, he's a Rayshon Sace, he's kind of, like, nothing, but he has more relevance than Raventail after this arc. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> just because, well, not just because he's a Dragon Slayer, but also because he's a Dragon Slayer. And it's just like, okay, <laughs> sure, why not? Oh, also, there was, like, another, I remember in, in this arc, it was made, I think this was the first time that it was, like, oh, all Dragon Slayers have motion sickness. Um... I don't know if there would have been anything that potentially contradicted that when Natsu fought uh, Cobra, but oh yeah, you know, yeah, because like it's like it, it's it's silly. Like if he's on top it, on, with an animal, like if he's riding on a dragon in this fighter with Happy before, it's uh-huh. fine. But like um, if he's on, but yeah, the moving vehicles fuck him up. Like it even fucked up Sting and Gajil, um and yeah yeah because so. that was like a thing with with gajil because they're like wait i didn't used to get motion sickness and they're like congratulations you're a real dragon slayer now it's like okay <laughs> natsu's infected you with his stupidity <laughs> but yeah so all the dragon slayers split up to fight the dragons um zirconis takes like he's being an asshole and using magic to strip to strip women like why why, I get per- why pervert dragon uh, and of course that leads to the lucy being naked boob grab thing which we've already talked about uh urza is fighting and she's but she's she's weakened i guess the most because she got you know she was she beat two like really like guild mate really strong guild mages so um that's fair and then jalal saves her um just so much going on natsu with the dragon who knew igneal but it was weaker than him um I don't know. Things. Does anything interesting happen? Like, I'm just like flipping through and it's just a bunch of stuff happening. Because uh, that's the thing is, like, they set up all these dragon fights, but none, like, none of them get resolved. Like, they even say, like, wow, Natsu's the only one who did anything. Um, oh, there's. We, okay, we can finally talk about the Ur tier stuff. Um, so, yeah, uh, that happens. Because, um, yeah, she takes all the blame on herself with Miliana and Jalal, and then. She kind of grieves about it. Well, because it's like... Because her whole thing with uh, Grimoire Heart was she wanted to undo the... Like, turn back time. So that, you know, so so anything bad that she did would be undone. And she kind of has, like... Like, I guess, you know, like, all the characters who try to turn back time... Like, Lucy dies, you know, because she was trying to give everyone a future. Uh, Rogue, of course, he gets... uh, I don't even remember what happened to him. I guess he got sent back to his time or something. And then, of course, like, Ultir is trying to roll back time, too. And she... It, it's this big sacrifice moment. Like, 
Um, because Jesus fuck, like Gray gets fucking turned into Swiss cheese. <laughs> like everyone dies. Yeah, um, I mean, and so- y- you put it in a goofy way, which is like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, like the, the- <laughs> no, it is really brutal. Yeah, and then like though, the part yeah. where he gets like shot um, in the head, it's like, oh, wow. Especially because like fairy yeah, tale isn't um, like. I don't remember exactly how like gruesome rave could be, but fairy tale is pretty tame with like the damage. Overall, the, like see, it's weird because like rave could be a little brutal sometimes. Rave is or fairy tale is overall way more tame, but there's like one or two moments that are like super and super brutal, and this one is pretty fucked. Like like there's like like I'm looking at the page of Grey getting shot and like he's just getting a whole bo- bunch of holes in his body. And there's like a gash in his arm. Where it's just like gone, and then like the one of his head is like it's you know we don't see it, we never. See I mean, but the still, like it's a very cause... distinct like silhouette. Right. No, it's it's it's, and then later we see like his head, um, like we um, his uh, he's just lying on the ground, you know, basically dead, and like his head is you know covered like it's, it's hidden by the frame so it's just like jesus fuck <laughs> so it's like it got a little brutal like uh, it's almost like within this one minute all the characters lost their plot armor no that's <laughs> which is i'm sure someone has said that somewhere because <laughs> it is kind of, i mean i don't really agree with plot armor being a meaningful like criticism but uh it, the idea of it is like yeah i guess because <laughs> yeah ulterior undoes uh, that minute, no we and... cannot have plot armor because having unfinished <laughs> character arcs is better for the story because surprises <laughs> exactly subversion i bet you didn't see that one coming that makes subversion makes good stories right remember the time <laughs> when hunter hunter it's a deconstruction no i'm sorry oh no um we're gonna get there in a few uh, months. Um, anyway, I was gonna we say, gonna remember say, the time when Luffy um, wanted to be Pirate King and then he got killed in the second chapter? What a surprise that was! <laughs> Subversion. One piece is the deconstruction. Anyway, um, moving on. <laughs> so yeah, the Ultier moving back time is able to give everyone future visions. So I don't know. Maybe tr- giving, trying to give the future isn't totally bad. I don't know. Um, this, see, there's still relatively little time spent on all this, so I didn't have time to think about it as much compared to the other stuff. And you gave me a hint with the nature versus nurture thing, so... Um, but yeah, everyone, through, through the time shit, everyone's able to, like, hey, we not die, and then they not die, and then I mean, there fight. was, like, a <laughs> moment where she did her magic, and uh, she's like, okay, I've turned back time and saved everyone. It's like, it was only a minute my entire life for a minute, and then she passes out. It's like, oh, the tragedy. <sighs> pretty brutal yeah um though of course she does come back she's got a little bit more than a minute remaining but uh she's the old lady um so anyway um lucy comes up with a plan to just see it's like here's i guess like the closest thing to lucy's like redeeming moment for the arc she comes up with the idea to destroy the door but like she doesn't do anything like nothing happens not to just like incidentally breaks the door in in the final bout with rogue like so it's like okay sorry um and yeah, Natsu's, you know, he's, the themes, like, I'm giving today all I got, you know, does the future just, just work for today, and, okay, YOLO, and then, I don't know, um, and then, yeah, the door breaks, and here we get the good moment, um, <laughs> cause everyone goes back to their original time, not everyone, but, like, you know, or, mm, I guess everyone, yeah, the dragons, um, I think Rogue, or did he, did, is that what happened with him, um, but then you get the emotional moment, because you see future Lucy, you know, and then her her soul gets to go back to her time with all of her dead con. Uh, oh, that was your emotional <laughs> that moment. Was, okay. 
Oh, that was the one for me. Okay, yeah, I got I got a little I got a little teary eyed with that. Uh, cause like Natsu, we're going on an adventure, and I'm just like, no. Well, I mean, yeah, cause she had been <laughs> so, in a timeline where like they had all died or whatever, but now it's like, oh, yes, they're back. And she, you know, yeah, and because you know she was able to return, you know, and uh, and then it, like after that, you have a little moment where like Lucy just hugs Natsu because she's she's like kind of connecting to her other self. So what was the emotional moment for you? Um, later. Okay, um, so that was, okay, that was the one that got me, so, um, I, I thought they were the same, <laughs> weird, like, no, okay. not, not, okay. not this no, time, fine. this I time just... your prediction was wrong, not this time, <laughs> um, so anyway, um, so we got, uh, now we got, a, I don't know, the cooldown chapter I liked, because it's like, it's neat seeing all of the characters in their, like, like, they're all dressed up, you know, like obviously the girls wear sexy dresses all the time, but it's like it's weird seeing like Gajil in like a suit with or <laughs> and he's got like his hair tied back, which like he's put he's yes, had his hair it... in weird getups before, but not like that kind of. Yeah, so it's 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 just neat seeing all of the the dudes just in for- more formal wear. Also, um, like this big like two page spread of like the inside of this castle thing. It's like there's a lot of. De- like I don't know it's it, for a yeah. manga page which is like flat oh, and can't really convey it depth it does a good job at conveying depth dude yeah like I never actually like thought, looked at this page but like do it look going over it again like yeah there's a lot of detail and it looks like like it's this huge fucking room like it, yeah you're right that's you're right it is good at conveying like the size and scale of this place so yeah um I just realized Gray's naked <laughs> like I'm just I'm just looking at the biggest oh yeah and Gray's he's just like there with Kana and it's just like Nope, no clothes. He, well, not naked, but nearly, um, as he'd be. And then he's got clothes again later. That's that's what threw me off, I think. So I guess someone forced it back onto him. Yeah, um, Gray's got to have, like, some sort of speed run as far as, like, changing in and out of clothes. <laughs> he's the ultimate. Well, like, uh, the, earlier when they did the barrel writing thing, and, like, he's, like, he's literally got clothes panel, one panel, and then, like, he falls and he's, like, naked. So it's, like, where'd the clothes... And then someone's, like, where'd the clothes go? Like, so he's just, like, it just happens in <laughs> instance. He's just, like, boom, I got clothes. And now I don't. Um, so anyway, yeah, just a bunch of goofy, goofy shenanigans. And um, the one that I always thought was weird, though, was Natsu, like, with the crown and stuff. Where it's just like, because like, again, I guess I had this kind of, especially back in the tirade I talked about it, where it's like, fairy tale is the authority. Because like, they just kind of get are allowed to get away with anything they do. And this is not to like, stamping on the, like, I, I've always, I thought that was a little weird. Because <laughs> even, he stole the crown. He still has it. It's, they just, he just took it. Like, what the fuck, dude? It's kind of, I don't know. Not sure how I feel. It, it's weird. It's weird. Um, I don't know, did it bother you any or not? Uh, I guess not. Although, like, a thing that got me, um, the, like, the, the pumpkin announcer man, like, I thought there was gonna be a reveal with him, and I think there, like, kind of was, like, a jokey, but, like, there wasn't, I don't know, like, there was something early on where Mashima called weird attention to him, and I was like, is he, like, the villain or something? What is this setup? You're right, because there was a, I don't know which time you were mentioning specifically, but there was also, uh, during the, uh, the the power level test thing he's like oh I'll, i might have to rethink things or something like it's like like maybe it was about the tournament or and I he was absent was about, it, for it one day as the announcer and like that was called attention to and it's like what is yeah, I, I i wonder if maybe originally he was supposed to be like the time traveler guy and then mashima changed his mind um 
So I didn't think about that because that's that's another one of those things where it's like, yeah, this this should be important because he did like that's at least two moments. But no, it's just like he's just pumpkin mascot guy. So, <laughs> yep. Uh, so anyway, uh, finishing up uh, Mest released or undead the memories of everyone. So to to present for the good. Oh, Ultir gave the letter from herself to Jalal and them. And um, oh, that's right. Um. There was a moment yeah. in the 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 castle where there was just like a, a, a uh like a joke the like um when everyone was like competing to try to get a uh, what's her name to join their guild uh and then there's like a shot of the fairy tale characters and uh one of them I don't even remember is it her name oh, Jesus uh the dead one who came back from Edelis um oh a li- a Lisana yeah I th- I think right? it's her where she's like, how would we differentiate between our characters if she joined the guild? Because, and, like, there is a degree to which, I hadn't really mentioned it, but, like, some of Mashima's, like, maybe just characters in general, but I've noticed between, like, Lucy and, like, uh, Mira Jane and Lisana and, like, this other character, there's a degree to which, like, they have kind of same face. And, like, when they do their hairs, they do their... Like, when they put up their hair in different styles, it gets... Sometimes it's hard to tell which character it is. Because, like, I remember this okay. distinct hmm. hairstyle, and that's how I know the character. I don't know, sometimes you can tell, and sometimes I have trouble, like, distinguishing between them. Just because, like, See, maybe I don't know. The... I, I feel like I have not had that issue, but maybe it's because I've read the series more, or I don't know. Because I, I never... Huh, I never considered that they might have... Say, I, I, maybe, like, looking at this one panel of Yukino, I can kind of see it, but I have to, like... Because the thing with, like, anime characters, like, I don't... We haven't had a t- chance to talk about same face, I don't think. But it's, like... Because people... Like, Kaon. Does Kaon have same face? No. Because, like, the the, the faces are simplified. Like, they have very simple noses and mouths. But the... So the one... What's left is the eyes. And if you look at all the Kaon characters' eyes, the eyes are visibly different. Like, you... And that's also true of Love Live, which also gets the same face, face criticism for when it's not true. Look at the fucking eyes Mm -hmm. so like that's like for anime characters that's the big distinguisher um so like if the eyes roughly look the same then you know like uh yeah it's tougher um, in this manga too because you can't see a difference in eye color or anything they say like oh silver hair or maybe they're blonde or whatever but it's just white so right right that's yeah so i like because yeah like looking at i wanted to bring that because looking at this one of yukino i can kind of see how the eyes look a little like lucy's but if i looked at them side to side with lucy's maybe there's a subtle difference you know because i like i i don't have i I, i've never had an issue telling apart those characters just reading through so it's like i don't think like um they're usually distinct enough for me at least but again i've also read it before like actually yeah looking at lucy like she she seems to have um yeah, like look, she or at least in these panels, she seems to have more lashes at the top of her eye compared to um, Yukino, who only has like two on the side of her eye. So they do have some different eye. Yeah, yeah. At least uh, when Lucy's dressed up like this in this chapter, she might look more like Yukino normally. I'd have to double check. Uh, you know, like you know, I have to see a lot of different pictures of their eyes to get a, a gist of it. So, um, but that's just that's just my advice if you're having. Uh, same yeah, face for me it's like, more like at the eyes, generally so. it's not an issue but it's like sometimes when they they're in like these fancy get-ups and they're wearing something like different mm, but similar yeah, and it's i don't know because like for someone it's like true. juvia yeah, like, like she always okay, has very no. distinct outfits but then when it's like oh she's more formal and i don't know it's just something mm-hmm. i i've yeah. noticed but it hasn't been much of a thing to comment on yeah 
Anyways, um, anyway, we're, almost, we're almost done. Like no, jump. yeah, I was gonna say no, the the, the moment that got me because you had mentioned Ultier, and then I kind of pulled away from oh, it. It was the gosh. the two page spread of like the light ah, shining down, and she's just like looking up to the sky with a smile because like I had thought she's like rapidly aging. She's going to die soon. Oh, which... Okay. See, I don't know if she's going to die soon, but she's definitely like she. Even if she like, I think she's just gonna age at a normal rate, but she's still really old, so she's only got like x amount of years left like compared to gray who still has could you know could have a long life ahead yeah. of him you know so it's like there's still tragedy to it even if it's not like she's literally gonna die tomorrow because she's gonna keep like i don't think yeah i don't think she's gonna keep rapidly aging but she is uh she's she lost her you know life basically because she was young and now she's old so it's like yeah there, there's definitely a tragedy so you know your emotions are not yeah but now okay. that it's like no she's definitely not dead now i'm like oh a little less emotion <laughs> but it's still there i mean the it's like the, the fucking spreads. Mashima with his emotions. He... <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, it's again, so, just, like, oh, indicative fine. of how I feel on this arc. Because, like, there are ideas here. There are things that are interesting and, like, make me feel emotions. But then it's also at the same time, like, it, the arc is so convoluted. And there's so much that, like things don't seem to connect between the Grand Magic Games and the Dragon Festival, and it's like, why am I feeling emotions? Yeah, no, it's... it's <laughs> Mashima's being Mashima. Um, all right. So anyway, uh, the guild gets home, they got the trophy, they got the crown, and uh, they got the, a new guild hall, or the, it was repaired by the village out of thanks. Um, if that dog doesn't shut the fuck up... I'm sorry. <laughs> I got a dog. Um... Can you hear it? Uh, not through Discord. It's probably coming up on Audacity. Holy shit. Um, just gonna see if they're gonna stop. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna stop. Fuck it. So, last scene of the... So, we got the, the little imp thing from Raventail making its last appearance of the entire series. <laughs> As it runs up to Zeref and jumps on his shoulder. Um, Mavis comes in and they... Yeah, they have a weird conversation where, like, she's talking to him... But and he can't see her, but he's like he they're they're like yeah like I said they're on the same wave same wavelength they're able to talk about the same subjects roughly, um, and yeah it's a big old plot foreshadowing conversation. Um, did you have anything to say? Nope. Um, it's all foreshadowy. Yeah, but yeah he's like you know he says like you know as long as the world spurns me then I will reject the world, which I'm pretty sure is referring to is like his death thing because it's like. The, the world gave it gave him that somehow so i guess like I the only um, just like generally my first experience through fairy tale vibes is like we just went through almost 100 chapters of manga and still don't know really anything more about Zeref. yeah yeah it, 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 i yeah, guess maybe we true, learned a little like, bit about acnologia like we know that he's like some dragon slayer yes. who became a dragon or whatever more... right right and it, and he might have taken he, he's like well because that's the thing is now we're at the point of the story like the door was closed the dragons didn't come out therefore acnologia will somehow take over the world um and that's well, and th think of it that way like so like how does that connect to Zeref? like what what whereas there, there's two major players basically and apparently the one that's going to win according to how the story you know how the the last timeline win was acnologia so yeah and but Zeref's the one who's like i think you know, because he's talking about how, like, uh, oh, humans are not living in, by the true meaning of the word. Word. So it's like, and, but he's going to, but he's also going to exterminate um, 
humans or not maybe not only non-magical humans like Zeref's up to something with a war and fairy and Ma- mavis is like fairy tale will stop you like you get the, this, this this two spreads of them facing off um and uh that's about where the arc ends <sighs> what well, that was i feel like a wait is we're done holy shit no more fairy tale but thanks for like... joining us next time you haka show <laughs> no we're not that done mathos i'm sorry <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the Grand Magic Games. I think we've we've made our feelings on it clear enough. Like it's, it's got some really tiring dumb shit. But uh, I don't know if it's even the dumbest stuff so far. But maybe it it feels more extreme because it's it's also there's good shit this arc too. Like I'm I might put you know this like yeah I think I'm gonna say the Grand Magic Games is my favorite fairy tale arc so far. Like Adolis and Tenro Island are all, like what the fuck fairy tale these last like that's so bizarre like maybe it's again because i'm familiar with the bad so it bothers me less but it's like because everyone's like like everyone has their drop point in fairy tale like for some some people didn't dislike it until the final arc like you know and for me it was a verse on sace like for pablo on my server he was like grant the dragon festival broke me and so and that sounds familiar to you too so but it's like at the same time like the last three arcs have also been like some of my three favorites so i'm like what the fuck is going on? No, it's like I said, like, this um, is the arc that broke me, and it's also my second favorite arc in the series. <laughs> Which is just, uh, like, fairy tale in a nutshell. It's um, like... We better be careful, or else, like, we'll start emitting death waves and murdering oh, people. No. Um, <laughs> Alright, uh, what are we reading next time? Jesus Christ, that was over three hours, Math was. Yeah, it was a long arc. It was. So next time we are reading chapters 341 to 417. It's technically two arcs, but it's like... <laughs> See, yeah, here, here's, the, here's the thing, because I, I, I know we had missed a week, and so we're like a week late. And so I, on one hand, I'm like, well, we could do another reading back-to-back. But I'm also like, I don't want to read Fairy of Tale back-to-back <laughs> weeks. If we Okay, if we do that, it needs to be with the... Because the, the, the middle episode... We have three episodes left. Tartaros, which is like going to be like, what, another 80 chapters or so... Then the episode after that is kind of going to be really short because it's going to be the Avatar arc, which is fairly short. The um, Fairy Tale Zero, which is technically not included in the manga, like it's 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 sold as like a separate volume. But the anime adapted it um, after the Tartaros arc, so it's like the perfect time to do Fairy Tale Zero. Um, and then we'll be doing part of the final arc, like like just like only a dozen chapters or so of sort of like before, like a prelude kind of stuff. St- st- bit so it's like perfect it's like the because the last stretch chapters alvarez is going to be um like almost 100 chapters like nine like so it's gonna be the longest stretch so it's like we have two two more big stretches chapters and one like really fairly small one so if we do do uh two weeks in a row it would be it would have to be the fairy tale zero week yeah, yeah, Fairy Tale Zero, and then the week after that, do Alvarez is what I'm thinking. But, uh, or maybe, uh, like. Oh, I was thinking do Tartarus and then do. Because, like. Yeah, because that, cause that's a shorter stretch. Yeah, Tartarus is slightly shorter. So, um. Then we'd have, like, a, yeah, a week, uh, you know, our normal week See, off between. Like, on fairy one hand, I don't want to do it, but on arc. the other hand, I just want to be done with Fairy Tale. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it, yeah, it's weird because we to be done with Fairy Tale, we need to bite the bullet. Because we're almost to Yu Yu Hakusho. <laughs> and, the, oh, we're that's like three exciting, episodes actually. away from to Togashi yeah. Heaven. It's so close. Yeah, that's a month and a half, unless we shorten it, which could be just five weeks. Um, 
well, seven weeks until we actually do it, or seven to eight weeks if, until we actually have the discussion. So that's still a couple months away, but we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah, I think we, we're we're barely going to start Hunter Hunter this year either way, because it's if like because you Hawk show. It sounds like we're going to start it in in October. It's going to take about like two months to finish, so it'll it, we'll probably finish about like up like early December, and then we'll do Hunter Hunter. Like it'll might be the last episode of the year, but we'll do Hunter 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 exams. So getting there. We're getting. We're almost ah. to heaven, Matthews. We're almost to heaven. <laughs> So yeah, thank you for... We've had enough of a, a send-out. So yeah, thank you for watching, and we will see you next time.